gentlemen, welcome back to the Inner Circle Jerks. As always, I am one half of the Jerks, Aries Edge, and with me, Joe. I had something that I was going to say with peas, and I forgot now. Pangrazio. Joe, how are you? Better than you, apparently. Your fucking brain's melting. Peter, pipe to Pangrazio. There you go. So, uh, by the way, by something. the way, just because just because fuck you. So I have this window that just popped up. This is recording started by Aries. By attending this meeting, you consent to being recorded and it has a timer so I can see. <laughs> so I know when you're recording. Fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> For those that don't know, we got into an argument about that last time. I think that made it onto an episode. It did. I it's think it was a- one of the last ones. I mean, that was like the last episode we recorded was literally two months ago. So who fucking was, knows? Yeah, it was like September. Was little, yeah, <laughs> no, that's longer. I know. That's, Your brain's melting. No, 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 no melting. Just it was a very long time ago. Uh, how who are you? Theme? How have you been? Who does What's our that? theme? Oh, that's who Enemy the Illis. My boy, Enemy the Illis, Dan Johnston. As always, a big thank you to him. Uh, for the theme for the Inner Circle Jerks, as always, you can go check out the notes and click on his links. You can find him on Spotify. You can check out his side project with the Hempsteadies as well. Uh, and all that good jazz. Go check him out. He's also on Amazon Music. I think I, we talked about that. So if you want to yes. test some stuff out, look it up there and then buy some stuff. Hook him up. Yep. Some <laughs> of the best merch out there. We both own some of the merch. She's got a Turtles shirt that you own now. I've got a Turtles shirt and a bunch of other good stuff. Uh, good dude. All the way around. So, Joe, how have you been? How are things going? What do we have on the docket this evening? No, I'm fucking awful. Um, stuff. For docket, we got a million questions, which will probably take like two hours on their own. Yeah. Uh, we have the big Silver Age update, so those questions are going away. We're just going to talk about it because a couple people asked. Yes. Uh, possibly we'll do a quick OP kits because those have been so long, I think I've forgotten. Um, and then maybe we'll talk about Blue Beetle because you watched Blue Beetle, right? I did see Blue Beetle, and I believe that was one well, homework for you was to go and watch the Blue Beetle as well. Probably. Again, it's been so long, I genuinely don't remember. It has been uh, probably the next episode we'll talk about some Echo, because Echo is out right now, and I've only got to scratch the surface of the first episode, which I actually enjoyed. I'm probably going to watch it tomorrow after we're recording this. Oh, that's the other thing. When we're recording this, not when we put it out, but when we're recording this, it's our one-year anniversary of putting an episode out. So is This is our one-year anniversary. It's it's a fucking goocher that we actually... Decided to record our next episode on the anniversary, so that's cool. We averaged about a little over one episode per month when on so, a bi-weekly podcast. So you know, good for us, I guess. Hey, a lot better than I thought we would do. <laughs> um, not gonna lie, it's actually a lot better than I thought we were going to do. So at least we got an episode okay. out. Fuck it, absolutely. Like, what, the sh- what the shit was that? I don't know. I went to go scratch my back with something. No, there's a, they're like, what are they called? Sticky dots. I had sticky dots on my desk. Okay. I went to go try and scratch my back with something and the sticky dots got stuck to it. And then it was like, I thought you were trying to be a young buck. I was going to say, you're going to have streamers be a young buck. 
Yeah, I'm in Japan. I just got my entrance, and everyone just threw the stream. <laughs> so, and all as always, we'll talk about wrestling news towards the end because oh, holy shit, Tony Khan is losing his fucking mind. Royal, yeah, aren't, we aren't we all? Listen, you shouldn't when you're a rich kid. Oh, we have okay. We're gonna talk about this all real quick. We're not gonna get into it. We're just gonna talk about it real quick. Ooh. So I was listening to one of the podcasts. Don't remember what, and um. They were talking about Shad, about his father, for those that don't know, because Shad Khan has some patent. I think it's on like for undercoding or something, and that's where they made all their money. But he did it like within the last 10 to 15 years, maybe 20. Like it's fairly recently. It's not like, you Mm -hmm. know, so Tony didn't always have money. But then I started digging into it and I'm like, oh, shit. So Tony's a couple years older than me, which I didn't realize either. I thought he was like my age or a little younger. Based on how he behaves. I thought he was younger um, because of just how immature he is. Yeah. Um, but also when I looked into it, I'm like, oh, he's never had a real job. <laughs> that makes sense. Like he worked when when Shad bought the Jaguars and bought Arsenal and shit. Like he worked with the family there. But like as far as I could tell, he was in school and then maybe got a job with one of his dad's rich friends. And then worked for the family. So, like, he's never had a job. This explains so much. <laughs> so, basically, <laughs> what it boils down to is that he was in school probably while his dad was starting to get break in. And then when his dad finally got money, he was just kind of gifted everything. So, he doesn't know how to be professional or mature about things. Or do so he's anything. just a kid in a candy store where he's like, I'm just yeah. going to act however I want and have a temper tantrum. Whenever I feel like it, because I can, because daddy will, you know, get me out of it. Everything's great. Everything's great. You just don't understand. Huh. But I think also the report was, too, that what did, is it, did A&W, A&W, like root beer. (laughs) Okay, Dan Housen. Jesus. Did A-E-W. Go to A&W. Actually lose like $33 million last year, I think they're reporting. Jesus Christ. When your father's a billionaire who said, well, I'm going to give you all your money now so you can enjoy it before I'm dead. $33 million isn't really that much money. Fucking, hey, Tony, if you by any chance happen to stumble across this podcast, why don't you go ahead and and hook us up with a million each and we'll go out there. I'll book for you, Tony. I'll book for you. I ran a couple e-feds back in the day, too. Let's fucking go. I was going to pick a million piece and we'll go ahead and we'll fucking do some booking. Hell, I'll let you throw me through a fucking table on fire with some thumbtacks. I don't give a shit, bro. No, it's not no, like you're going to do it. It's like you're going to do it right anyways. You're going to miss the table. I'm just going to fall on the ground. Tony, Tony doesn't like real violence. That's why he fired punk. I had that conversation with somebody. He was scared for his life. Exactly. Oh, but okay. Anyways, we're not going to do wrestling talk right now because no, we always podcast off. We always do this. I just wanted to bring it up because I was, I it was fascinating to me where it's like for all of Vince's many, 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 many failings, Vince did go work for other people, did actually work jobs, and did eat shit. Like, so when the time came. Yeah, Vince also partied and was silly, but it, he was still was a man that lived through some shit and not just a kid handed a shit ton of money. But he also was handed uh, a small federation 
in the East Coast territory and turned it into a multi-billion dollar fucking company. Like, yeah, his dad, his dad wasn't a a, a billionaire handing him down a billionaire company. He was dad owned, you know, so it's like. To to give credit where it's due, Vince did work his ass off. He's a little bit of a fucking psycho. And also, you know, kind of a racist and a bigot and a sexist, but he's a pretty good businessman, except for that XFL thing and that bodybuilding league he had, too. Yeah. And uh, Ico Pro. Like, again, yes. for all the things people like, the only thing Vince actually succeeded in was wrestling. Was like, wrestling. So he was what Vince was, was Vince was a good promoter. That was the one th- that was where he excelled. Because that's why he was able to. That's why Senior brought him back in. Because I just watched again. They re. I watched the Vince McMahon documentary that the Dark Side guys did. Yes. Which wasn't much of one because it was really just a lot of the Dark Side segments, like wrapped up with just a little bit of information about his beginning of his yeah. life. But now I guess they've rebranded it as the Nine Lives of. So like mm-hmm. they did the Nine Lives of. I'm trying to think who the fuck else they did, but now it's a series, and like one is the nine lives of Vince McMahon, and that's just the thing they already did rebranded as a, this new series. Yeah, but I was rewatching that because I thought it was something new, and that was the thing is that when he when he first got in with his dad, his dad's like, "Here's some towns for you to promote," and and then Vince either Vince just decided to start promoting concerts too. So that's where, like, mm-hmm. he learned how to promote and get people in to fi- fucking buy tickets, you know, not for nothing. But also, too, if you look at the younger years, and I swear after after this comment, we'll go ahead and we'll jump right into, like, Silver Age talk. But, like, he also was very hands-on and was a fucking amazing no- announcer. Like, back in the day, he'd be out there. Yeah, the- was he? Bro, listen, compared to some of the dog shit announcers that we've actually been hearing lately... My man was good on the mic. He was very Vince, good on the mic. Vince's well, Vince's announcing style was very Excalibur like. Very ex- lots of shouting, lots of excitement. I don't mind Excalibur. I do. Compared <laughs> compared to fucking Mushmouth like Taz. No, I fucking love Corey Taz. Graves. Ta- I don't whatever. I don't like, I don't watch that. Taz, so I don't know Taz is the New York version of Jerry Lawler. Yeah, and I like. He Jerry says Lawler. whatever he wants. Uh, yeah, so I don't mind him, but again, Vince, what I like about Vince Taz, no. man, was very good on commentary. <laughs> very so good I, on commentary. I, I wanted to give you shit because I can't remember what it was. I listened to some podcast where someone's like, "Listen, Vince wasn't good on like they just, Vince wasn't good on commentary." Can we just admit that? <laughs> I thought he was, was very good on commentary compared to some of the other people time. that we've had. It was a different time, and again, it's like yes. I said, it took. 20 years of Michael Cole for me to appreciate Tony Schiavone because I fucking hate Michael Cole. I think he's fucking garbage. I have grown to appreciate Michael Cole more that we have actually heard some of the behind the scenes of him was there, yelled at by there Vince. Was that, and he's like, do I have to say it? I've said it like 17 fucking times. All right, I'll say it again. So like. But that's who was it? It might have been Punk. I think it was Foley too. And it might it, it's been a couple guys on commentary after they got to that. For those that don't know, there's play by play and color commentary on wrestling. And they have headsets. And for the longest time, Vince was in the headsets telling them what to say or yell, being like, make sure to do this, make sure to do that. Mm-hmm. And 
there were a couple guys who were just like, you know, you could just turn this down, right? And they just did it. Like, that's what I talk Like, that's why Vince didn't like JR. Like, JR would probably just turn it down and be like, what are you going to do? Fire me, Vince. Yeah, Go fucking barbecue sauce. Yeah, exactly. Like, fuck it. Yes. Yeah, so, but... for, for those that don't know wrestling, think about um, like football and things like that. You have your play by play guy who's like Joe Buck, and then you've got like your fucking moron uh, color like Troy Aikman. So th- those are your things. You have the one person that kind of knows what's going on and is supposed to be doing the things. And then the <laughs> other guy who's just concussion riddled and thinks oh he's about God. to suit up for the fucking Cowboys still. So I hate Taz. I'm, I hope That's po- I hope Joe Buck pushes him out of the goddamn announcer's fucking booth. That's how much <laughs> I hate Troy Aikman. I don't care about football. But um, you made me think of Taz because – one of my like what I like about Taz is Taz is not afraid to make fun of himself when he says something stupid. Oh, yeah. He owns it like he just last night. He he loves doing he says plethora, but he doesn't say it right. He's like, you know, they they got a, a plethora of experience. I'm like that. That's not quite. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong, but you're not right either. It throws <laughs> also, F in there. Plethora. The plethora. Yeah. But also what do you always but I digress. I love that so much. People come to sign with well, signs now. Of Taz from Botchamania, which I is digress. a little cartoon Taz, and just but I digress. <laughs> oh, Hero Clicks Silver Age has got some got a facelift. I mean, yeah, something like that. If you think about it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give credit where credit is due. So the new thing that we've heard with Silver Age now is that it's going to be a 400 point format where 200 yep. points. Has to be Silver Age. At least 200 points. So your minimum amount has to be 200 points. And I remember going to a tournament in New York about two years ago that ran the same fucking format. And we have been talking about it now on this podcast for at least a year. Because one year anniversary of how Silver Age needed to have something done to make it feel like silver. So, Joe, hey. Thanks for setting up this Silver Age format for us. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Before anybody else takes credit for it. Oh, yeah. No. No. I ran the first big Silver Age tournament. I've, like, anyway. Devin Um, Owens ran Phoenix Sentinel and a bunch of other shenanigans and just wiped the floor with us all. (laughs) And the other big thing is that Mission Point, which I think this should be a change to mission points in modern too, but there may be reasons why it's not. Uh, you have to get 30 mission points in silver to have a mission point victory. Yes. The ways they've made silver, silver, the way they've made mission points so easy to do, you know what? Maybe 30 is good. Maybe 30 should just be the number now. We'll see. We'll mm. see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Cause if 30 is still too easy, then it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, also silver, you're pulling from a bigger pool of figures. Um, so, yeah, I get raising up the thir- to 30 points. But, I mean, we haven't really – we saw one person do fantastic with mission points at last year's Worlds. Yeah. And other than that, we really haven't seen too many people, like, breaking their necks to try to make mission points work. I think it's it's a very just – mechanic to use it gives people an, another way of playing the game i i, I don't see it. raising it in modern 
unless you make something really stupid that can do it quickly, then that's that. Um, there's also some temporary bans, which go read the article. I'll link it in the show notes because there's a bunch of numbers and there's explanations. But <clears throat> uh, these temporary bans, uh, yeah, these temporary bans are going to expire after the 2024 World Championship. So the bans as laid out will expire. They may also get re-upped. So don't assume that yeah. these are going to be legal and silver again, but you also can't assume they're going to stay banned. And there's a whole bunch, including uh, Maggot, which was spelled wrong, that I just noticed it was spelled wrong. <clears throat> um, and I don't, I don't see the Flash anywhere on here, so I guess we finally decided that Maggot is the superior piece, even though it's spelled wrong. Bingo. Majot. Yeah, no, it's just one T, which is it has two two T's. So they also said they also said stable a bunch instead of staple. Instead of staple, just, just annoyed me. But oh, they've actually edited it. That's hilarious. They to, it's sta- to it say says staple, staple now. All yeah, right, it says good. staple now. That's fantastic. That's that's. I, well, yeah. it's it's good that somebody pointed it out and was like, "Hey, man, it's fucking staple, not stable." Yeah, like so, but yeah, there's a bunch of stuff in there. So I guess with switch, whatever. Yeah, they're doing the the temporary bans. It's a lot of things that people have abused. I want to say abused, but it's a lot of things that are coming into silver that are stables. Very good in modern. (laughs) From modern, like the all black necro sword and things like that. And I get why they're doing it. It's a temporary ban as well, uh, because they want to get through at least kind of a, a year of playing to see how it works. And basically when rotation hits the day after worlds, these temporary bands will be lifted or they may even become permanent bands. Yeah. So you, there's that option too. But right now the notice was after the day after worlds, when rotation hits now, uh, the temporary bands will be lifted. There's also been so, a couple extra that were added to perm bands. Yeah, hold well. on, hold on, though. We'll I wanna... get there. I just wanted to yeah, throw yeah. it out there. We'll get there. You're good. Um, I had the thought when I saw this. If we're moving into this this area now where WizKids is going to commit to um, temporary bands and things like that, I wouldn't hate it if, like, elements on the, the top two teams were banned for the next year as a temporary ban. Yes. Or like say elements that um aren't gonna rotate the next year. Like we may have to get a little more specific because that would suck that something wins worlds and for its last year in play, you can't play it. But like, why not? That would reinv- that would really open up options in my mind. Like, why not do something like that? Again, if we're talking about temporary bands, like if we're gonna do that, let's let's do it. Let's let's get wild with it. You wanna get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. Also, because this keeps coming up, none of these bans apply to Golden Age. If you are someone who engages in Golden Age, they are Silver Age, just like these bans do not apply to Modern. Like, Apocalypse, Grand Prize Apocalypse is banned in Silver. He's still legal in Modern. Yes. This is Silver Age Genesis as well. Yeah. Those were the two that were easy for me to remember that are still Modern. They're... they're, Uh, Carnage Surfer, he's still modern. He's still legal and modern, like abandoned silver. Correct. Yeah. 
Then there's a bunch of watch lists, which whatever, because it's a watch list doesn't really matter unless until they do something with it. Yeah. Um, and then we have what is listed as Silver Age errata, but is just errata because a figure either is errata or it's not. Plus, you can't you play these figures in modern. Right. And so but to my point about Golden Age, these figures will play this way in Golden Age if you're playing Golden Age because yeah. the figure is either errata or it's not. Basically, Goblin if you're King. an asshole that plays on the fucking West Coast, that plays gold. <laughs> let's, let's, let's boil it down to I'm sorry, Alyssa. I'm sorry, uh, Pat. But here you go. You're getting some updates to Golden. I love you guys. Aries also, two speaking, locations Aries out there speaking. now. You, you hear that? What's that? Yeah, what I've heard, that. Alyssa has taken over the, the Majestics over in Cali. And I think Pat was talking about opening up a spot in Vegas. That'd be cool. Seeing as how he's like a you know an MMA buff and shit now all of a sudden. Well, and they always they do their big majestics in Vegas, so it makes in sense Vegas. too. Absolutely. So no. So uh, shout out to those two. Um, but Aries is getting for some because I've had two people who do not play on the West Coast asking me about Golden Age. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. <laughs> but yeah, so Goblin King and Jakim are back to the way they came out. It's a slippery slope. How we feel about that? I I don't think Jakeem needed to get hit that hard to begin with, anyways. So I personally, being selfish, am very happy that uh, Jakeem is back to the way he was. It actually makes me now want to play potentially some silver because I really enjoyed the one the one time I actually won something. Uh, when I played in the Rhode Island State Championship that my son still goes around and tells people about. Because he he was very young at the time. And he was one of the first like big tournaments. He came with me and sat next to me and was quiet and just super happy like to be there. And I actually pulled out a win. Uh, I played Jakeem. I played Jakeem and Al Jordan. And it was a really cool team. And then right afterwards, whoop-happy, it got smacked with a fucking... The silent hammer, not not like the second one where nobody it wasn't even on the watch list. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, hey, by the way, we're going to fucking kick Jakeem in the teeth again, too. And people were like, where did that come from? So happy for Jakeem. Goblin King. I guess I understand why, because you're you're opening up more points to 400 points now. Um, and it's not so much of a point denial issue like it was in modern. And ID uh, cards are gone. Exactly. So it's not as uh, air quotes abusable as it was at the time in modern. Uh, so, yeah, like I'm not super upset about it. I just don't. Mm. It's it's a double-edged sword. I'm very happy that we we're able to play these figures the way that they were when they first came out. And WizKids is still looking over decisions that they've made even in the past and are still trying to balance and correct things for gameplay of the future. But it sets a weird precedence of... Having an errata, pulling an errata. Uh, I know you've got strong feelings about that. So what do you think? So this is where 
my <clears throat> I'm a bit of a systems thinker, and my larger issue is I see people who don't know where to find current errata. I see people who don't know the current rules changes. I see blah blah blah. So when you have these were errated, were errated for years. Like mm-hmm. we're talking what six years, seven years almost, something around yeah. around there. Pretty close. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, hey, it's it's just going all the way back to the way it was. I don't have a problem with it on its own. I have a problem with how it's going to be communicated to players. <clears throat> and the reason, well, yeah, that's just it though. And when um, was the last time the uh the win actually go ahead and updated themselves there? We're going on like uh by the time this comes out, it will have been over four months since the question has been answered by the win. And nice. why how do you know I know now? How do you know how do I know the questions are getting submitted? Because I personally have six questions in on the win myself that have not been answered. So this is not because some people in the past have said, Well, how do you know there's any questions? Because I'm sending them in and they're not getting answered. So that's how I know. So for those that go over to the HeroClix rules chat where uh, Joe is an admin and he uh, he inevitably answers something like, oh, well, you know, we need WizKids to officially, you know, answer this. He does put those fucking questions into the win. Mm-hmm. And he'll go even go back into that chat and then screenshot, drop it in there and be like, hey, bonk, here's your answer. Uh, so that's another thing. But go ahead. But. But when we talk about player communication, you also have to talk about um, units, like unit databases. Not everyone updates their errata well. Not everyone keeps up to date. So then that's where, again, you have arguments about, like, well, is this how it works? Yeah, you know, it, but it, it just it, it, it shouldn't be an issue. Like, we're over 20 years into the game. It shouldn't be an issue. But I would... I mean, especially if you're fucking waiting for HC Realms to update something and then you're scrubbing it to put it on your well, fucking units thing. It's well, a definite yeah. big issue because people are going to be using your your units, you know, tool to build stuff on. It's just going to have wrong I information. Because, use my unit more. I really because wish Realms use is my unit more. super lazy. So not anyway. that I'm trying to, you know, pew, pew, shots fired or anything, but. Whatever those yeah, people, so they it. don't listen to this fucking podcast anyway. So no, what do I care? They don't. But they'll be told. Someone they know listens, and then they'll. Well, tell then them, they can come. He and said something. And shoot me a message. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, that's my bigger issue, and it's and it's also the thing of why did they need a buff? Like I get it. Like you're saying, where it's. You felt Jakeem got hit too hard, and I can be sympathetic to that. I'm not saying you're wrong, but it's also yeah. it's a these are both figures that literally have outdated wording, and they didn't even fix the wording. Like I know that's if we're going to fix it, how about we put it in modern verbiage? Because it's like, printed on the card that way, so it's easier just to go back to the original card text. But the erratas weren't printed that way. No. So, but again, you just go back to the original card text, and then it falls on the judges to determine on how judges. the wording. Hey, I'm gonna. All right, so I'll hop on my soapbox then here for a second because I come from a time where if you wanted to be a judge, you actually had to be one sponsored by somebody who was already a judge, two take a test through WizKids 
to become a fucking judge. And then three, they actually had communication and an entire forum section where rules were updated on the daily basis. People were able to talk about builds and do things like that on an actual forums on the website. So, yeah, that's where I'm at with it. So I wish and hope that they could do something like that again. But I don't know if they actually have the I don't the wind is holding on by a thread at this point. Mm-hmm. They actually put in any kind of tournaments. I've seen tournaments crash in the middle of a tournament, and I get it. It takes time, and it takes money, and it takes people to go ahead and update that tool. And maybe it's too far gone, and it's not. It's in a spot where maybe they can't even correct it. So I don't know, but it would be awesome that if they were to utilize the damn forums a little mm-hmm. more. It does. It doesn't take much to add in some player forums to get some player chit chat on there, and it doesn't really take much to uh, take a few volunteers that, which I'm sure they have uh, a yin yang of them, and make them moderators on there to out of the yin yang. I mean, come on. We see all. We see. We go to. We go to the WizKids tournaments and. Yes, we see some of the same familiar faces that are volunteering to judge and to run the booth and things like that. But we also see a rotation of other faces. You mean to tell me that they don't have people that could jump on there and double duty and moderate the pages to make sure people aren't like losing their minds and using Aries style language? <laughs> I will say. As someone, because I'll throw this out there. Why not? I like throwing out ideas I'm never going to do. I've thought about how nice it would be to just do a community judge resource. Like, we have rules chat. That's half of what people use it for anyway. Basically. Um, But I also, we try to explain to people, like, you need to tell us because, like, I am going to give different advice to a judge than I am to a player. Like a judge has to make a decision. So I will give them different information than a player where it's like, you have to ask your judge. You don't get to bully your judge. Like even if they are wrong, they still have to be in charge of the tournament, but you should also be trying to make it better. Um, But as someone who moderates and runs lots of things, a lot of people love volunteering until it's time to do anything. Like I'm sure you'd get a bunch of volunteers that get moderators to be made moderators and then don't do anything because trust me i run into it a whole bunch hey i'll help i'll help i'll help i'll help cool silence nothing happens Mm -hmm. so from WizKids perspective as well like i get it where it's like yeah everyone's real happy everyone wants to save the world no one wants to help mom do the dishes so Uh, we're back to dish talk always always talk what, oh, you had just said something, and I was going to make a comment, and now I totally forgot about it. Son of a gun. Volunteering. Judge chats. It was. I think it had something to do with judge chats, and then it was something to do with something else, and I lost it. Moving right. on. Keep it. Um, how you doing? Keep it and moving. And Legacy Thanos is now unbanned in silver because, you know, reasons. And Miss Minutes got banned because of mission points, which... If you're going to 400 points, okay. I can fine. see that. 
Yeah, who there's else? a way to do something. Who there was a couple others that hit that hit the ban list too, correct? Yeah, but they've been banned. Like Molecule Man's been banned. I feel like there I was f- another one that was maybe Legion. I can't remember if Legion was banned or not. Legion B was banned. Miss yeah. um Molecule Man, Man was, was banned. Mo- Moira? Moira is Xavier still on here? Did they pull Xavier? Xavier, off? Xavier was, was banned for a while. He was banned in pulp. Oh, is that what Molecule it was? Molecule Man and Xavier were banned in pulp. I know that. Okay, so Those now, are the two that's so on the pulp list. That, whatever. But yeah. And that's the other. Again, when I talk about proper communication, we have multiple formats with multiple ban lists. I'm not against that. Like a healthy game should have those things, but they should also have it readily available and kept up to date. And, yeah. you know, have people communicating it and not just trying to put their own ideas out there. Yeah, it should definitely. I mean, people know where the whiz kids like stuff is. Like they're, but like a lot of I people don't, don't though. Maybe whiz kids. Maybe the Hero Clicks Whiz Kids page. Every time they do a post, they put a link at the bottom of it and be like, "Hey, for any of your whiz kids, like you know, tournament uh, information, click the link below. You can find your Pauper Silver Age X Y Z." you know, information on this page as it can, because people are, people are reading those people are still loving the engagement on the Facebook page. Um, Subconsciously just start slapping some links in there and being like, Hey, if you guys have questions, you want to check out what the newest ban lists are, click the link below and go check out the pages to find, you know, your map list, your ban list, your rotation Mm -hmm. list, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And then people would I mean, how many times do we see on the, the rules chat like, hey, like, whoa, you know, is this con exclusive band? And it's like, go to the ban list and check because the cons do rotate differently. differently than the main sets and stuff, which I think is still awesome because yep. you're getting I'll say it again. I'll every time we talk about it. I love the fact that we get more time with our premium figures because we are tracking them down, trying to win them in battle royals uh, and shit like that. So kudos to that for sure. What else was there in Silver Rage that we needed to talk about? That's we had it. bands. That was, that was, yeah, that was it. Um, so piggybacking off of that, because we just talked about like kind of like um, tournament stuff like that. I believe McConnell Lamar, one of his questions that was on the Edition Up Clicks page was what would be your ideal uh, year-long setup, basically, for tournaments and for, like, uh, basically what, you know, how everything is set up. Um, why don't you go ahead and jump in first because I talk a fuck ton. I gotta fucking start always. Uh, <laughs> you never start. <laughs> I always talk about everything and take it all up, and then I'm like, "Hey, what about you?" Um, ideal term. What would your ideal tournament schedule look like in a calendar year of HeroClix? Yes. Um, I would love. So we're talking WizKids, uh, official. So I would love to do seasonal WKOs. Do one <clears throat> for the winter. Do one for the spring. Do one for the fall. Um. Or maybe do winter instead. Yeah, I didn't say summer. Good, okay. Um, yes. And then you have 
Nats, you have all the Nationals because they still do other countries occasionally. Um, all the Nats and Worlds over the summer, fall, maybe push it so that Worlds is not overlapping with WKO season. You want to give people opportunity to save money and travel to their support their local event as well as the big one. Um, and then that's for as far as I'm concerned, that's good. Like when when that was what was going on, because I was traveling and playing during that time, it was plenty. It was plenty. And then you had, you know, the smaller fan events, like you know, you had rocks, the smaller van events, stuff like that going on in between mm-hmm. you fill it out, along with your weekly venue. That's plenty of opportunities to play. That's plenty of opportunities to try things out. Um, it's plenty of opportunities to travel if you want to. I think that's all you really need. I don't think Heroclix is big enough. So venues that try to run monthly, quote unquote, big events have, from my perspective, my experience, regularly burned people out. Like, so when you do something like a WKO that is more of a regional to do that once a quarter, which is what a season would be, roughly, that's better because the people who really want to, to cut their teeth, want to try some some Smash Mouth teams, will travel to those events mm-hmm. rather than burning out their locals. Yes. And that's something that doesn't get talked about enough. Like, you can have that competitive and casual balance, but you have to – and it's you have to work for it. You have to pay attention to it. You can't burn out either side. So that's where regional events kind of pull off and make it nice. And then, of course, you have nationals and worlds, which are fun. Not everyone can make for multiple reasons. Yes. Um, And then if something happens, if you have like a charity event or something, that's cool, too. But this sucks to say, but we should be careful about having too many charity events. Because, again, the game's just not big enough to like support large scale multiple charity events in a yeah. year but like one or two like one at the beginning of the year one at the end of the year that'd be fine or you know whatever that'd be cool and then that that's it you know i mean i'm i think if you ask most hero clicks players they'd just be happy to have a close by uh weekly venue to go play clicks at absolutely absolutely so i'm gonna go a little more in depth with my answer Sure. You hit the nail on the head. We should be having quarterly WizKids Opens. I don't know who I've got to, a quote, a schmooze at uh, WizKids. If it means I have to set up a porta potty outside and cut a hole to get those back going, by all means, let's get it going. But, um... Yes, your your winter, your spring, and your fall WizKids Opens would be fantastic. Let's leave the summer open for a slop or just, like, giving people a break because we it is con season as well. But a summer slop is always good, uh, especially for your venues to run tournaments. But let's actually make it a slop uh, proper. And not just let all these fucking ass clowns take the kits and sell them all over the place because then you're not even doing anything. You're not you're not helping out your locals. Um, 
We do see uh, WizKids branching out to Adepticon, I believe it is, this year, which is mm-hmm. cool. It's yep. an earlier um, convention. It looks like they're going to be doing Battle Royals and some side events. Uh, the, the problem with it, in my opinion, is it's smack dab in the middle of the fucking country again. Which I'm all for going to as many cons as possible and getting people the opportunity to buy last year's con exclusives that maybe they couldn't get their hands on, newer stuff as well. But I also think that we should be trying to get some sort of a con on the West Coast. Yeah. I'm not sure where you could do it. I think there's one. What's the uh, the one that's in like Salt Lake City? Oh, yeah, I think it might be Salt Lake City. I think it might be Salt Lake, but even then, it's still going to be hard for people from Cali and so on and so forth. But California is so massive that there's always going to be somebody in California pissed off or even like Pacific Northwest pissed off that there's something isn't close enough. But at least get something close enough to them to where it can be like, hey, do what they do kind of like for PAX because we see them for the past couple of years being at PAX Unplugged. And last year was no different. They ran battle royals. They gave people the opportunity to buy con exclusives and things like that. I think that's awesome. You have your two big events. You have worlds and you have nationals, which are they're close but not super close on top of each other. It gives people an opportunity to take a breath and be able to then travel to worlds if they're hitting both of them. Um, your nationals is kind of like smack dab in the middle of the country. Um, your worlds is kind of sort of in Memphis It's still a little more East coast driven, but whatever, those are where your national championships and your world championships are always going to be for, for us. I mean, on the East coast myself, uh, I can always go to Canada. It's usually somewhere up in like the Montreal area, which is driving distance for me. So that's an easier one for me. But we need to think about being able to stretch it across the country and giving giving people at least the opportunity to play in some battle royals to get some stuff, which it looks like they're trying to do by, you know, going to Adepticon and doing some stuff like that. Um, there's a 90% chance that they are not going to be at fucking Origins again, regardless of what you may or may not hear on other people's things. They haven't been going to Origins. They're probably not going to Origins. And if you actually look around at other miniature game companies and other gaming companies, period, they're all pulling out of Origins. There's an there's a reason for that. So if if you shit in one hand and you wished in the other for them going to Origins, the shit hand's gonna overflow by the time they ever probably go back to Origins. So stop listening to other people. When it comes to that, actually look around in the community and in the, the miniature gaming community around as a whole. Look at who hasn't been there for the last couple of years and who's pulled out. And you can probably, you know, I don't know, deduct your own fucking opinion on that. But they're probably not going to be at Origins. And by on probably, note, I mean 90% chance they're not. On that note, because um, Colossus and I went to Origins last year and we talked about this as a signpost. There were no major magic tournaments at Origins. Not even like magic will run anywhere because it's cheap. Shit. Like, comparatively, it's cheap. You make a lot of money and you have to hand shit out. <laughs> What's and up, they what the fuck is up, Denny's? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, 
and they weren't running at Origins. Now, that's yeah. not to say I would love if they were at Origins. I loved my Origins trips. I miss my Origins trips. But, you know, this goes into like, so because Aries didn't listen to it. Um, the, the episode I did in our break. Like, I did listen goes, to it. Did you? I was yes. giving you shit. Um, but like this goes with being a good steward of the game. Don't you know, don't just say things to feel important. Like, make sure the information you're putting out there is accurate. And the other point was, it would be great, even though I know the one year they did it was 2020, which blew up in their face, if, like, in January, if WizKids put out a post, hey, here's where we're definitely going to be this year, and if they are working on other things, be like, we're going to try and be at some other conventions, but it's too soon to say. But, like, if right now they know they're doing Worlds in Memphis, which is a good chance, but who knows? Say like Worlds will be at Memphis this year. It's probably and I'm I'm not saying this, I'm saying hypothetically, it's gonna be in September, we don't know the dates, or it's gonna be in October, but we don't know the date, or whatever. Like give a roadmap for the year because yeah. I can like in a pinch, I can call my boss up and be like, Hey, can I have next weekend off? And he'll most of the time be like, Yeah, that's fine. But, like, some people have to put in their vacation time by April. So waiting till uh, eight weeks out to announce something doesn't benefit anybody. Like, and do it one year. Do it one year and see if attendance goes up. Because if you do it one year and these events are bigger, that tells you something. That tells you what you need to do. I mean, also in 2022, it was also still a COVID year type of deal. So yeah. I can understand. No, no. That. In 2020, they did it. That's and then COVID 20. happened. In yes. 2020, they said, here's our schedule for the year. And then COVID happened. They got fucked. So that's why I'm yeah. like, I get it. But then they also tried to like, I think they tried to do it later on until like 2021. But then there also, there were some conventions that were like, you had they to have. Still. That, yeah. yeah, there was still a lot of like pushing and shoving so along of even dates like exactly it was in the fall that year yeah so So i can understand their tentativeness of not doing that but seeing as how we're kind of sort of getting state covid still hasn't gone away people are still getting thrashed with it all over the place so but again it's people aren't dying in the thousands and like tens of thousands in a week thousands yeah you know, so yes. Um, but yeah, that would be my like that would be mine. Like I would like almost every like I wouldn't know two months, which I again is me being selfish. Um, there being some sort of uh a a regional style tournament for people to play in. And again, a lot of them are are, are on your region, WizKids opens things along those those lines but yeah i think that there should be four quote big conventions that whiz kids should be able to hit every every single year and it looks like they're going to probably be able to do it this year adepticon is an easy one they go to gamma but gamma isn't for us that's for them no it's retailers. to show off to show off their stuff amongst the retailers yep. we end up getting some some leaks and things like that from the gamma shows which is awesome anyways uh I mean, they haven't announced it, but you have to assume Gen Con. You have to assume Memphis. They have been going to PAX, so I am right now personally assuming PAX Unplugged sometime in December. 
is going to probably happen because, I mean, it's just it's kind of a no brainer for them being in New Jersey and being yeah. in driving distance to get to the place. You load up a box truck with stuff that you still have from your year and you run some 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 battle royals and throw a booth in there. I mean, it's kind of a, a win win for them on that one. Um, I don't like I'm trying to think of other. Like. I don't see them ever doing San Diego Comic-Con. No. I don't it's, see them ever no. doing New York Comic-Con. No. Because it's too big. It's too much. Um, well, they're also, they're comic shows. Like, the things exact, they're talking about comics, are. comics, yes. Yeah. They're, they're, like, they, like, because they do, like, uh, I think NECA has a booth at San Diego, but that's, that's different. That's a booth that they're not running events. Yes. They're not going to. Um, that's the issue with gaming conventions is that there aren't like when you talk about big gaming conventions, it's Origins and Gen Con. That's, yes. And and the PAX show and PAX Unplugged because the other PAX yes. shows are video that's games. Huge but one. but PAX Unplugged is still, um, you know, in a baby show when compared to the others. Yes. You know, so by the way, do we talk about we might have talked about when I went to Gen Con. Do you know why it's called Gen Con? I think I know. It's, and it's we might have talked about it. It's the I think I also did like a deep dive reading about it. Uh, somebody I think did a podcast about it. It's the okay. person's name or something, no. or it's it started in Geneva, Michigan. That's so what it was. was. Literally, the first couple of years was in Geneva, Geneva and then they moved. Yes. yes, but they at that point you just keep it. You're like, oh, it's Gen Con, and yes. it's funny for me because there's a Geneva, New York that I delivered to, so that's where it's like, oh hey, that's yeah. what it was. But again, I mean, there's also, but again, I'm trying to think of like other Dragon Con. They did go to Dragon Con before. There were tournaments that was, there. That was a rock thing, though, wasn't it? I have no idea. I thought it was WizKids. I, I remember I the dude getting a... robbed. I remember that. <laughs> but Dragon Con's that? also, Dragon Con is just a whole, that's a whole nother world, baby. Like That's my point. So like, I don't yeah. see them going to that. Rhode Island Comic Con is a pretty good sized Comic Con, but again, it's also not like compared to others, it's not as big. But it's also about meeting celebrities and doing yeah. stuff like that. So I'm like, I'm trying to think of like other like that's the thing. decent that's... sized ones that they could actually go to and it be successful at, and I can't think of any. But that and that's that's the thing to think about from their end, where you know gaming conventions make sense for them because. It's not just hero clicks. They mm -hmm. do D D stuff. They do D D miniatures. They had the chunky red dragons that they sold through in like a day, in like three hours at at Gen Con. Plushies, just plushy. From did you oh, see the D D movie? Oh yes, see I know what you're talking movie? about now. Yeah. Okay. So and they and they had a pile of them, and I was like, oh man, I should get one. And I walked back like four hours later, and they were gone. I'm like, Gonzo, oh, I should have got one. <laughs> but you know, so that's what I mean. So gaming conventions will do that. At a comic show, I've done comic conventions. It's just a whole nother animal, man. And I mm -hmm. like if anyone were to if anyone with kids were to ask me, I'd be like, nope, stay away from it. You're gonna lose money. Maybe you could yeah. find one where you could be successful, but you're gonna you're gonna sink a lot of money in hoping somebody shows up. And no, just don't do it. Your best bet would be to find uh, an area where you know people are easy to travel to. And just be like, we're going to run Battle Royals. We're going to have a booth and try to, like, you know, sell your other things to the people who are there for the the Comic-Con portion of it. And yeah. then we're just going to run Battle Royals. Like, 
and hope that people show up and show up to play battle royals me personally i love battle royals it's one of my it's one of the funnest uh play styles you can do i will i will legitimately travel if i can next year to pax unplugged just to play battle royals because it's a fun time you talk some shit you get you're playing with three other people you can kind of you know play some mind games and poke at each other to have a good time it's always to have a good time yeah yeah but there are some times where people are just a little too sour and it's like you gotta chill man and i'll even tell them like that too i've done it before where people will just get i think with the new um respawn i think the sourness has gone down a little bit mm-hmm. instead of having to sit there for half an hour once your shit's already been destroyed and you're just like Meh. Um. Yes. Yeah, so what else we got? What's the next question? Because we can just keep going on about this for forever. Also, uh, the Mo- Mohegan Sun here in Connecticut, they have the uh a, a Connecticut I think is what it's called, or some sort of a Comic Con. Jim Lee's gonna be there. Terrificon. Um, yes, Terrificon. They have two yeah. different ones. They have a gaming one, and they have Terrificon. Okay. They have two different ones now, which is pretty cool. But yes, Jim Lee is going to be at Terrificon. My kid's super excited. I think he wants to get something Deadpool related signed now. So that's kind of cool. And I forget the name of the gentleman. His last name is Wade. I believe it is W-A-I-D. Mark Wade. Mark Wade. Mark Wade. Yes, he is. He worked with Alan. I know I should know that, but I'm a fucking moron. Fucking shitty DC fan. It's one of my favorite comic books of all time. And I just can't put together words, sentences, and remember names anymore for some reason. But he's going to be there as well. Uh, and I'm super excited because I kind of want to now find one of those, like, super limited edition Kingdom Come, like, hardcovers to get him to sign that. I don't know why I just kind of segued into that. But, like, I'm, now I'm super excited for Terrificon. If I could, I would actually hold tournaments there with Sarge's. But, like... Mm-hmm. This just the whole appeal of you have to buy a ticket to get in and then you have to buy to play. It's not like it is with like WizKids where you're you're buying to play in a in a battle royal and you're guaranteed to get like some cool shit. You go to a fucking t- a con like that and a comic book store is running the tournament. Like it's it's a uphill battle. Cause people is. always ask, why don't you do that? Because how about I just set $200 on fire, too? I'm going to do that. Yeah, exactly. So what else we got? $200. Wow, that's cheap. I'm talking um, about just the tournament itself, not even getting into like I'm already I was doing say, that. Yeah. Um, we're going to go to an old question from the last time we were going to record. Uh, Kiefer Lamp asked, when's TMNT coming back? Love a legacy card for Disco Pants Krang. He needs some movement and drop his point value down to 140, dot, dot, and, like, only make one set of turtles, like, villains and allies or turtles in time. Uh, I would Never. It's never coming back. back. <laughs> nah, I wouldn't say that. Don't say never. I'm uh, kidding. I never say never in WizKids. Go ahead. I would love to see turtles come. I, I am severely regretting not getting in on turtles like I should have. You should. You should. You should. There is a a website that we don't speak of because they don't sponsor this show, even though I've asked them 
And they're like, yes, we will reach out to our marketing department so <laughs> they can go fuck themselves. So, uh, yeah, they got. We yeah. should probably work on putting out more than one episode every two months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe... Working on that. Um, so, <laughs> uh, they have gravity feeds of the Shredder's return for like eighteen dollars on yeah. on eBay of all places, and I'm like, and, and it's probably the the better set too, isn't it? It's one of them. I mean, I what's, love all what's, of them. What's your What's your favorite turtle set? Honestly, the first one. Like, I wish the first one was Silver Legal because it is my favorite character selection and design-wise. And it has the Chase black and white chases, which I yeah. love. Like, Shredder's, Re- Shredder's Return? Shredder's Revenge? Fuck, I can't I think it's Revenge. Right over there. Um, everyone loved that because of the Shredder clones, which are awesome, and I'm glad they got made, but they were also just like, they're meta, damage for nothing, cool. Um, I think that also had space turtles though, which I, I think love. it had I space still, turtles. I still am kicking my ass. I didn't run. I should have tried to qualify with space Leo because it would have been fun. Just and now Yandu is here, which is space Leo the second. Um, is that from the the calendar, the holiday yeah, calendar? Didn't get my. Hands oh, on did one I yet. tell you that? I don't think I said. No, I didn't say this on the show because I realized it in between recordings. So we all call it. We all call the HeroClix uh, product an advent calendar even though it is labeled a holiday calendar do you know why it's a holiday calendar and this is just for me looking at the world but it's i'm sure it's true i don't know tell me because lego put out a guardians of the galaxy holiday special advent calendar oh those twats and lego is a much bigger license so or a much bigger company so they got it yeah, Lego, the Disney of miniatures. Yeah. Right. But yeah, no, I would love I would love Turtles. I'd love an actual full set uh release. It's funny, I actually said that because when I went for a tournament, uh, the store didn't have much clicks, but they had a gravity feed of Shredder's Revenge. Mm. And I looked at it and I'm just like, I want to buy those. But I have literally every turtle figure made, so there's no reason for me to buy. And I have multiple foot soldiers. Like I have no mm. reason to buy any turtles, but I want to because I love them. Because it's turtles. Ah. Yeah. With how good the movie did, I'm surprised. We'll see. That yeah. Whiz we'll Kids see. or somebody hasn't jumped on that, like quick like. Because there's a, I think there's a video game coming out based on that, and there's oh. also a new animated series that's going to be. I think it's called Tales of the uh, TMNT or Tales of TMNT Universe, and that's going to be a continuation of the movie universe. So we do also, I think, have a question about iconic somewhere along the yeah, lines. Yeah, somewhere. I'm gonna I'll jump. I'm gonna jump it right now. And why? Be like, why? Why? Because why? we're talking turtles, and I want to say this. Okay. We need a last Ronin iconics that'd be so awesome we need a last Ronin iconics we need equipment in that as well of the size the the bow staff the, the sword yeah we need yeah the last a last Ronin would be badass i gotta so, read that story still the yeah you story. do because it's great um or michelangelo Spoilers if you haven't watched, you know, read the fucking thing that's been out for three years now. I think two. Um, 
The actual question was Iconics versus sets. Which would you like to see? Harry Potter versus Lord of the Rings, Street Fighter versus Mortal Kombat, or RoboCop versus Terminator? And what I think is funny about that question is that none of those could get made. No. None of those are owned by the same company. (laughs) Yeah, you'd have to have both companies agree to be able to do... I would like to see an Iconics of all of them. Yeah. They can't verse each other. No. Uh, of all of those, which one would you want to see first? RoboCop versus Terminator. I'm talking about just of all six of the different. Oh, all six of them. Yes, pick one because they can't they can't cross pollinate. I got you. Probably Mortal Kombat because we've had Street Fighter. My man. Um, RoboCop and Terminator would be fun, but they're also very limited. Yes. Um, we've had a lot of Lord of the Rings. Like Lord of the Rings as a license has had more than Turtles, more than Halo, more than anybody else. So like I get that there's Lord of the Rings fans. That's cool. You guys can sit down for a while and take your turn. And yeah. Harry Potter, fuck Harry Potter. It's little kids with magic powers. I don't fucking fuck them. Like oh. you might as well have my little pony clicks. Who cares? Um oh. Which, by the way, I am in, I would be fine with My Little Pony clicks. It's just that if you're asking me, I don't give a fuck about Harry Potter. Harry Potter would so, be cool, though. Mortal Kombat. Because Street Fighter sculpts were awesome, and if the Mortal Kombat sculpts came anywhere near those, they'd be awesome, no matter what the dials were. I mean, in my opinion. Just it, one, one word. Goro. 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 Uh, yeah, I, I was going to go with, with Mortal Kombat as well. Just because it's such an iconic game, literally there's change a lot of, there's a lot of characters. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, and if I mean, you good, if you can, if you get access as a licensee to all the games, like to have Dragon Lord Liu Kang, to have like there's so oh, many God, just yeah. different versions you can have that could play very differently. Like you I could would, have your 75 point Liu Kang, who's just Liu Kang. You could have your 300 300 point you know, Dragon Lord fucking Shadow, whatever the fuck he was, Liu Kang, who's a god. Like, so you could do both. Yeah. I mean, you could do, like, the animalities, too, where he's a fucking dragon. Right. Exactly. Um, There's so much. Or even, dude, if you did an animality, but it was Liu Kang and it was clear, it was clear plastic of the dragon. Like, you could, there's so many cool things you could do. Absolutely. And then you could do maps. So, the pit. Oh, like just oh, like now you're like talking that, my man. language, baby. Like, Let's have some fucked up maps. <laughs> absolutely, the amount of weapons and stuff you could have for equipment, like, and it wouldn't be directly, but you do like you do a map where it's two levels, like so that mm-hmm. like with DC versus Mortal Kombat, where you could bust through the wall and go. You know, it could be a walkway, but you can go from one level to mm-hmm. another, but it's one map. There's so much good shit. You, you uppercut them th- up through to like up from like the subway up to the. The street. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. There's so many. Uh, what was the other one? There was the like the Mortal Kombat two. There was like the Pit two, where it was mm-hmm. like the stone walkway, like in the acid, where oh, that yeah. could be like a special terrain where I feel like you end your turn in that you take two damage. I got really sad because on Facebook, it pushed a WizKids ad at me, and it was their D and D stuff, and it was like a play mat, and I'm like, let me look at this. And I knew what I was going to see, but I'm like, let me look at this. And it was um, 
fuck what was it? it was like a swamp of acid or something it just looked cool as green and i'm like uh, let me let me look i'm like oh yeah it's a one inch grid so you can't use it with clicks but man why not because it's just neoprene it's a play mat give me that <laughs> but also it goes back to why don't we go back to the premium neoprene maps well and so when is silver thought. age gonna open those up so this is yeah this is this was my thought on that then that's part of why i looked these play mats, which are two by two, two foot by two foot, so they're the new map size. Mm-hmm. They're twenty-five to twenty-seven dollars. So it's convincing people to spend that money on one map, even though it is a quality map. It'll last, blah 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 blah. Like all the good, all the upside. Yep. It's still asking people to pay twenty-five dollars for a map. I in a heartbeat. I know, but you want yep. you know, you know. And there, and I can tell you from experience. As I have one of the new two by two neoprenes, I think The Rock had put one out. I went, I went to a tournament in Manchester at the Portal. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, 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 and they had a kit there, and I ended up getting one of the two by two. It's like it looks like the Indiana Jones, like uh, yeah, 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 the crates yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff. Way easier to transport around than the the three foot by two foots. I know, super easy to transport around. But again, if you just give us the caveat of like it's a premium map and we'll you'll be able to use it for an extended period of time and it was pretty competitive but not super broken like I don't know 90% of the rock maps then yeah, like people will buy if you and that but that right there is showing the litmus where obviously some of these maps are a little unbalanced but people will go out of their way to buy it and transport with it and all of that stuff because maps one people love maps and two if they give you any sort of a competitive edge people will travel with it like my thing my thing is still and free idea if anyone listens just steal it cuz i like it enough i want it to happen i said it with the first round of neoprenes so you do a set, you do like whatever the set is, the wave, just like action figures. Here's the here's the neoprene maps. And then each neoprene map, it's packaged with a paper map or two paper, two double-sided paper maps that have all the maps on paper. So like if it's all of a sudden 30 bucks, you get your premium that you love the most, whatever design that is, and then you get a paper that's all of them. It feels like there's more value because you're getting way more maps. Mm-hmm. It's not that much more more expensive to produce. And the most important part, if you're playing on that paper map and you really like one of the other maps, you'll go buy another neoprene because you're like, this is really, this is a cool map. I want this map nicer. And then you have extra maps to give away, which will then make people go, oh, this is a cool map. Oh, yeah, you can go buy it on neoprene mm-hmm. if you want. Like, it feeds itself. But yes. what the fuck do I know? But you also could be someone like me that always needs to have two maps because yeah. I always think like if I'm going to go play in a tournament with my son, we need to have two maps. And maybe he he plays on it, maybe he doesn't, but it's always nice to have a second map. And then while it. I'm there, if I'm pl- and I've done this with like you, hey, you need is there any maps you need to borrow? Oh shit, yeah, yeah I need yeah. that one. Cool. Here you go. I've already got mine that I'm using. Here we go. It's people are so worried about like, you know, oh, I'm a team, I'm a team. Like, well, I always think first, like 
I got to take care of my team too. I got to take care of the dudes that I'm traveling with, I'm playing with. And if I am playing on a map, that means that they can't, but I like to have a backup in case they need it. So yep. I don't know. But that's just me. I'm, but I also came from a time where we had four fucking maps to play with. Mm-hmm. And that was it. So now I'm a, I've got way too many maps. Also, I found that I actually have the damn Green Lantern Graves map. I was oh, going okay. through my maps and I was like, yeah, I almost bought one after you and I were talking about it on. And then I was going through them and was like, well, son of a bitch. I'm glad I didn't yep. buy you. So it shows how often I don't check the shit that I have. I so know. I need to desperately. I was just going to say something that went right on my fucking. Oh, I'm sorry. Maps. Taking I care know. of the team globally. Come on. Come on. No, it's gone. Ah, it's gone. Son of a bitch. Fuck. It was going to be fun, too. Um, all right. Ah, Colossus. If a train travels west at a rate of 178 miles per hour from New York City, and at the same time in St. Louis, a train travels east at 209 miles per hour, in what is the closest city they will eventually meet at? They won't because our infrastructure is fucked and there's no tracks that will connect them. Jay Solomon. Yeah, one's going east and one's going west. <laughs> They're just going to fall into the oceans. There you go. Jay Solomon, which one of you is the tracer? I'll trace around your fucking thorax. Um, I don't even know what that means, but go on. It's a, it's a, it's a chasing Amy reference. Oh God, I've seen yeah. the movie. Can't remember the movie for some reason. I love Chasing Amy. It's one of my favorites of Kevin Smith's. Yes, um, it is a Kevin Smith. You can pass on this if you want. I already answered this mm. since you listened. Jeremiah Peterson, what do you want for Christmas? Oh, like said, you can pass because it's past Christmas, but um, damn. I mean, I I kind of got what I wanted for Christmas. I got to spend time with my kid. There you go. That's that's all I ask for every year around Christmas time is just being around the people that I care about the most uh, in my family. That is, um, yeah. That's. I mean, I I've I made my mom cry this year. Because I told her that I didn't want her to buy me anything for Christmas. And she got upset because, uh, quote, damn it, you're my son. And if I want to buy you something, I will. And I was like, I really don't want you to. She went and bought me something anyways. But, yeah, that's what I did this Christmas. Made my mom cry because I didn't want her to buy me something. So, Meanwhile, my parents told me for years that I was too old to get anything for Christmas. So we have very different lives. Apparently. Um, Newmark. Uh, I think I went into this too, but you, you take what you want from this. How do you guys feel about the current state of the game? Do you think the game has been moving in the right direction? Quote, unquote, moving in the right direction. Focusing on that point, what is the, quote, unquote, right direction? Do you believe the game has started catering more to the casual player, considering we're seeing some regression of power creep? Um, no, they're not, ca- they're not catering to the casual player. They're just, you always have to reset. And the biggest reset that we ever saw was with Sinister. Back in the day, like, the the creep was real. We were getting stronger and stronger and stronger stuff. And then Sinister came out. And uh, the joke was always like, oh, man, this is the, the set of nine attack value. Because everybody kind of had, like, a nine attack value. Like, everything had to be pulled back. Like, 
at, th- at this rate, we're uh, like if if WizKids doesn't start to try to correct and turn the boat a little bit, you're just gonna have a bunch of Pacific Rim figures out there, like with 23 defenses and 15 attacks. It's slattering. Everyone's gonna have mm-hmm. a slattering out there. So mm-hmm. at, at some point in time, you have to draw a line in the sand and be like okay this is going to be the set where one we're going to piss off all of the people because some of their favorite hero clicks are going to be in the set but then two the stats are going to not look like what they should be because we're trying to draw back things and pull back on things that maybe we oversaturated the last few sets with and we saw that even back when we as we talked about um the erratas like pick a power became the hot shit and it just went too far to the point where they were like, fuck, we have to fix some stuff because we have figures like Unimind and we have Goblin King and we have Jakim and we had the fucking entities. And it's like, holy shit, we're just giving these people way too many opportunities to just pick whatever they want on their dial mm-hmm. and not even play the game anymore. So I think the game is going in the right direction because we are seeing, uh, I mean, we saw some of the biggest numbers we ever did at the world championship last year. Um, we are seeing, uh, more and more new hero clicks coming in like, uh, Sherlock Holmes and Kong. Kong. So we have like, they're trying to get more IPs involved. Um, everyone wants to always clamor about, oh, they should do this and that. They're, I mean, obviously it looks like they're trying to, um, but obviously there are some things behind the, the scenes that we don't know about. And historically, working with any sort of Asian or Japanese like anime, Dragon Ball Z, all that kind of stuff is very difficult because of the way intellectual properties work. So, yes, I get, I mean, I'm I would love to see Gears of War come back and have them do them, do it properly. Uh, but I'm never going to probably see that again. Nor will we probably see Halo clicks again. Uh, Assassin's Creed. We saw that one. from. But again, like, I don't know if we're ever going to be able to see those things happen. So I just appreciate the fact that at one point in time, I can say that they did try to do it. So... It's funny. I was working on something for Nexus the other day. And I, like I've talked about it, and I love when we had so many more IPs in the game. But there really was that moment in the game where, like, yeah. we had so many video games to the point that we had a Batman video game set, Arkham Origins. Yes, they um, didn't they have two different Arkham or Arkham games? This one, well, they had the games, one. But- one set for clicks. It was just Arkham Origins. Yes. Because that was the weird one that was also not part of the trilogy of Rockstar games or whatever. Because it was like Arkham, Arkham um, Asylum, Asylum or Arkham, Arkham Asylum, City. Arkham City, Arkham Knight, and then Arkham Origins was like <clears throat> not yes. really part of that. I'm mixing Dark Knight because we had yes. like a, a hodgepodge and that's where the movie movies sets. and video yeah. games all smash in there. That set was fantastic, too. Some great sculpts in Arkham Origins. I have Joker and Nigma. That's because I didn't, the, my buddies all bought it out, but then my buddy had some doubles, and I'm like, I want Joker and I want, he's like, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think I've even ever played them, but I'm just like, yeah, cool. 
I have never played a single figure from the um, the Arkham Origins set or the Dark Knight set, but I had to have them because um, one, you had Christian, uh, not Christian Bale, but you had uh, Heath Ledger's Joker, mm-hmm. so I had to have all of those. Um, and then you also have Mark Hamill doing the voice. Was he the voice in Origins? I believe so. He might be, might not be. Because I'm pretty sure it was still, um, whatchamacallit? <clears throat> Kevin Conroy. Yes, thank was you. Batman. And I believe whenever Conroy was doing the video games, Hamill was doing Joker. Hamill was doing him. Joker, yes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but I haven't played him, but, like, I have the Deathstroke and I have the Deadshot and the Bane and the Copperhead because they're all amazing sculpts. And Fantastic I forgot, so I was going through... That Copperhead was a different Copperhead because it's a female Copperhead from the yes. game. It's not your normal Copperhead that you get from the comics. Nope. And guess what? Still no Victor Zaz in that one. Son of a bitch. Of course not. Never. He was Can't in have the a game, serial killer. Can't have a serial killer. Still waiting on Professor Pig as well. Uh... Doc Muerto. Any thoughts of a great snowfall team using the new surfing gingerbread man? Oh, um, I'd say just throw them all on there. That's just go nuts. Yeah. I was almost going to build a mystical team with him for fun because I, I still haven't used either of my gingerbread men, which makes me very sad. I haven't used them either. Um, got them. haven't used them. I'm still missing snowfall. I still need a Jack Frost. Jack Frost. Um, Jack Frost is easier now. I think I've seen him coming down, but he was—he's going to be one of the harder ones because he was so limited. Yeah, in his release. So Jack Frost, I still need—I still need the um, the Archer. I had gotten—I gave him away during one of the Clicksmiths giveaways. Uh, like yeah. So and I feel like I'm missing one other Snowfall character. That might Krampus. be it though. Krampus? I have a Krampus. Do you have Marley from Undead? No, I, I'm missing all the undead. So like, uh, and Marley, like, I yep. don't think he, but he, he's close enough. He counts. Marley, I think there was also from the old horror clicks. There was like a Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's still like a handful of like odds and ends guys like that that I still need. I mean, I sent them. Do, do you I, have Crimson Skies Santa Claus? I because I do now. I was and he's super, fucking awesome. I was. He's very affordable, by the way. You pretty damn jealous. I was happy to find the one clockwork Santa Claus there. Yeah, yeah. So I was just happy to get that one. And then the uh, the snow, uh, not that new uh, snowman that they were the giving Frost away. Minion. The Frost yes, Minion. Yes, but I got the old yeah. uh, Mage Knight snowman. Did I? I don't remember if I did that rant on here where I was like, I got all the old holiday figures and they skipped O2. What the hell? And I'm like, why would they skip O2? And then I got Crimson Skies. That's the O2 figure. I'm that's like, the oh. O2 figure. Yeah. It's just yeah. It's just that it was it was promoting Crimson Skies, which my buddy bought when we were trying to get into games years ago. Mm-hmm. He bought a bunch of the Crimson Sky clicks and we just never played because he was big into planes and dog fights and stuff, but we just never that's played. Cool. I never got I into like to. the Pirates of the what was the one there the yeah we build the ship the Spanish main I, I had gotten a bunch of like LE ones one year at uh, Wizard World Philadelphia did Mecha Warrior ever do a holiday Mech 
Not that I'm aware. Maybe. I don't think so, though. That'd be cool looking into. Those, those were cool, too. Mecha Warrior. I know. Yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff. And that's just my point again when I'm like, the things you could do with the Quicks combat style system. Like, Doc, you can else? do a bunch of shit. I feel like Brandon Doc- Ortega. Can we get Aries to tell us about how Clicks used to be again? I do love to hear his back in my day rants. I'm pretty sure I've done that like 35 times <laughs> in the show already. So anyway, oh, all joking aside, it. all joking aside, how do you feel about the various types of terrain entering the game, like fire, smoke, and grave hindering? Do you think these items will persist, and should they? Absolutely. Any, any... All right, so... I am a big proponent of... I hate the fact right now that there is so much shit that you have to fucking like keep track, keep of. track of. You've got sideline, you've got equipment, you've got tarot cards, you've got your detective like mystery cards, you've got so many things. The easiest thing of all is the terrain. If it's on the map and I can physically see it, by all means, I always love uh, loved special objects when we had them and special terrain is fantastic if I need if I'm playing a, a a stealth team there's nothing better than being able to bring my own stealth like it gives it makes it so that like maps are important but maps can't completely just poo poo on your team you're playing water terrain, you can bring yourself a little bit of water. So it still gives you the edge, and it still allows you to have fun with your team (laughs) that you built a certain way and not have it be like, oh, you're playing a water team, and they slap you in the desert. And you're like, oh, okay, that sucks. So I love special terrain. Uh, It's not special terrain. Um, You know what I meant. The terrain markers. Special terrain is like the invisible jet or the boxing ring oh that was um, the other thing too that was in silver that's yeah but that's been that way that's been that way special trains been banned but they also yes but they made sure no it wasn't spe- it was a uh, terrain without a dial i think is what they said yeah that's been that way yes but it also they changed the wording so but again people they, they didn't i'm telling you they didn't change it just let it go let it go they didn't change it that's how it's been for a while that's how it's been for a while Anyway, um, as always, I would just like um, resources. Like, I would love if there was just a PDF people of just an information sheet of we're going to do fire smoke. Cool. This is how fire smoke works. If you want to just keep it, this is how it works. It's not maybe you have a picture of the terrain, but like you don't have to use it. Just this is so you always know this is how it works. Grave a, glo- train a glossary. Yes. But like make it cool, like have it be pictographic of like here's there's the stats, blah blah blah. Um Shit, I was it's gonna hard s- to find what the fuck like standard terrain I know values are. And yep, that's exactly my thought because of that situation. Put um, that shit on the pack, please. That'd be great. Because anyway. people how many pulp events I've been to where people are pulling out like big, big ass L's. Yeah. and I'm like that's illegal. And they're like, what What are you talking? I'm like, a standard, standard, terrain. standard terrain is a one-by-one one square of X, Y, Z, and then they pull out elevated terrain. Values. Cool. 
That is not standard. So one by one specifically says no to elevated. Yep. Anyways. Anyway. Um, but yeah, because I was even going to say it'd be cool if they did it as one of the card inserts because they're stepping that game up. Oh. But the reason I'd prefer a PDF is in case they change it down the road, you don't have conflicting info. But it would be really cool to like, I mean, they kind of did it with wheels, with the fire smoke. Mm-hmm. But like if you pulled out and there is a fire smoke with the stats and it's like, here's how this works. Or just a refresher because how many people are like why can't i start with grave with the grave terrain marker because it's a named marker the effect has to generate it your force construction can't generate it that was the big question people were having with the new group from the game trader magazine leak of the group being able to destroy terrain or generate terrain and people were like but it's like no listen you gotta, man. Maybe you and I should just put our heads together and make ourselves a nice little glossary for Clicks Nexus. I mean, I've done that a bunch, and everyone ignores me. So, like, it's a good idea. I just am less willing to put in the work. Okay, so I'll I will put in the work. You post it up on on the Nexus page. Rob Heard Peterson. It Heard it here first. We're putting together a glossary. Rob Peterson. Abby wants to know if you're happy or sad. Her Jesus new favorite question Christ. that she asks everybody. Go ahead, Aries. That's a hard one. It's complicated, Abby. It's very complicated. Here's I my am both happy and sad. And I don't know why. And that's the part that hurts. Because... If I knew the answers, then I would always be happy. What's your answer? Little one, I am so sad that I hope you never have to experience it ever. Uh, Luminati, what's better, farts or burps? Farts. I don't got to taste them. Burps. Burps? Clears up room. Clears up room. Nah. Oh, man. listen. But farts. I've, killed, I've almost killed some. To deal with it too. That's just it. I've almost killed some people with my farts. So I gotta, I gotta think about the world. And nah. go burps. I'm the kind of person that will sneak into an elevator, and if there's like five people, I'll try and let a nice little silent one go, and then watch everybody look around at each other, and try and like watch the world burn. I do. The world burn. Yeah, I found a ruby the size of a tangerine. <laughs> <clears throat> what the fuck was that? that um, was my best Alfred invitation. <laughs> Peter Marshfield. We got a couple here, so we're going to take it slow. Who wins in a cage match, Kong or Godzilla? Uh, is it, mm. A cage match. It's a cage match. I we're feel like cage. it has to be Godzilla, unfortunately. Because of the fire breath. Because of the fire breath, and Kong can't get his hands on, like, his axe. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, that sucks. I want Kong to win, but Godzilla has a a nuclear advantage. So, I I tested it out, and I learned something about myself. Oh. Godzilla? Godzilla? Just doesn't do anything for me. Don't care. 
Really? I watch. Uh, yeah. And I, cause I, I was talking to Gil about it and I was kind of like, like I watched some of them when I was a kid. Cause it's like sci-fi would run them. I know I watched a couple that mystery science theater did of the old ones. And it had just come up cause of Godzilla minus one. And someone's like, oh, how can you not like, I'm like, I don't think I like Godzilla. So then I was watching, I was, Hulu has a bunch of Godzilla movies and Gil's like, mm-hmm. watch final war. I'm like, okay. And I'm watching it and I'm like, okay, I get it. I just, it doesn't do anything. I don't, I'm, I'm not invested about the giant monster smashing shit up. Like good for it. Not, not shitting on it. Just doesn't do anything for me. What about Kong though? I I mean, Kong until like very recently, you know, like when Peter Jackson did his and then the monster verse Kong wasn't part of the zeitgeist. So I just, I have no attachment to Kong whatsoever besides big monkey. But, like, I have no emotional, like, oh, Kong's cool. Like, nah, it just, mm. like, at least with Godzilla in the 90s, there were toys. And I loved my God, uh, my little Godzilla toys. So that was at least some connection. But I'm just like, yeah. I don't, like, I watch the movies and I'm like, all right, like, he just tearing shit up. Cool. Like, I'm trying to think of what the, but yeah, Godzilla minus one, though, I heard is fantastic. I have heard nothing but good and things. And not well, much Godzilla in it. Really? Yes. It's more, okay. Uh, the maybe, synopsis. Maybe that's why it's good. <laughs> the synopsis that I heard, and again, I take this off of uh, when I listened to uh, Fat Man Beyond with Mark Bernardin oh. and Kevin Smith. Mark Bernardin, because again, Kevin Smith is like, I just want to see monsters fight, and Mark Bernardin is like, no, this is way more deeper. Where it was like, it was about a Japanese kamikaze pilot who couldn't go through with like his mission. And ran basically went AWOL and okay. had like this kind of weird like guilt that he didn't follow through and many people died. And then he survives this Godzilla attack and he goes through like another wave of this weird guilt. Like, I don't know, but from the sounds of it, okay. it sounds fantastic. Yeah, I've heard only good things. It did make me laugh too. Even in Final War, which is much more like Godzilla fighting all the monsters, um, that like I had that guilty thought of just like, man, people would call Godzilla woke as fuck these days because Godzilla was literally a commentary of Earth punishing us for using atomic weapons. That's what Godzilla is. That's what he is. is Earth's wrath of us destroying the world with atomic weapons. That, yeah, woke as fuck. Um, having gotten your hand on some Royal Flush Gang OP, bold of you to assume that. What do you guys think? <laughs> Should this be how OP slop are handled in the future, or are the booster sets what you guys would prefer? That's his the other part of his question. Oh, um, all right. So there are many different layers to this one as well. Um. I like that there are participation prizes. Yes. I like that everyone can get their bystanders. I like that everybody can get like their legacy card and their team up cards. I like the fact that they're swagging out a bunch of that stuff. That's awesome. Um, I don't like the fact that I'm seeing much more abuse when it comes to the secondary market with these op kits where it looks like to me that 
it was like, okay, you know, this is for like the winner in second place. And then you see an abundance of extra stuff that's just now kind of being swagged out and like people are price gouging it for like a hundred dollars. Like I get it. Secondary market. We can't do anything about that. Um, But then again, I always love opening boosters. So me personally, if you're going to do a summer op kit um, and it's going to be like a, a whole summer long thing, then yeah, give me, uh, give me some product to open and let me do it that way. Uh, plus this one was very wonky with like playing cards and shit like that. Nah, I'm good. I don't need to be doing so much math that I'm just about ready to throw myself into traffic. Again, like, if you want to hear my thoughts on that specific element of it, I go in deep on the episode right before this one. Yeah. Same with the other thing we were just talking about. There was something else where I'm like, yeah, I went deep on that. Um, yeah, no. So, again, I like participation prizes. I agree 100% there. Yeah, I I like let's give you free shit. Yeah, there's more stuff in the kit. Um, some of the errors in this, I'm like, what? I'd like a little more time taken with that, maybe. Yep. But I actually... So part of the reason why I think you're because what people may not know, but I have connections with stores, so I do know, is that this was an attempt by WizKids to get more agreements from stores of like you have you had to go through extra steps. You had to say, you know, what your store is, what your account number is, like stuff like, like you had to prove you were a store to get these kits. And I think part of that was an attempt to curb the abuse you're talking about. Um, at the end of the day because of just issues getting product out, whatever, I think it's the wrong way to go about it. I think you need to make it worth it to stores to run these events. So I think like the first OP sets were OP sets should just coincide or run, run alongside major set releases so that stores can move the product they have in store rather than having to pay a premium for premium boosters that they're then not supposed to sell for a year, at which point people will typically have what they want and not want to spend a premium price for a premium booster. No one locally that I played with had any problem when um, Infinity Gauntlet was happening, buying two boosters of Chaos War. We were happy with that. And guess what? The store was happy because they had already brought in the product and they were just moving the product. And so all they had to factor in was whether they needed to charge any additional price to cover the prize kit. But we had enough people at that point, they didn't. That the profit margin of having people come in, buying other stuff, blah, 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 made it worthwhile. Yeah. That is what I would like to see. Again, more participation. Participation's good. Giving people a reason to show up is good. Um, You know, trying to have it. If this had come out alongside Notorious, that would have been a great. Obviously, there were reasons it couldn't, but that would have been great. Um, and if you're going to keep doing battle royal events, make sure people can report it on the win. Because, you know, I get the wins falling apart, but people like to get credit for the games they're playing. It's a fun side event that creates engagement and can create fun competition of, like, the leaderboards and stuff. But it's just there it is. And, yeah. but yeah. It's just there it is. 
There it is. Yeah, but I don't want to get going because we've talked about it enough times, and everybody, anybody that knows knows. And if you don't know, you're better off at this point. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off of what you said real quick too, and is um, yeah. I think the fact that you're packaging your prize kit with your boosters and driving up the price of the boosters is painful on the player. Because I don't, even if you explain it to them that, hey, the price of the booster is going up because the prize kit is connected to the brick, they don't care. Like, it's still just, the optics of it still just look bad, and at the end of the day, it still just hurts my wallet. Like, Well, and let's be honest, we had Exoswords last year. Is anyone going to really suggest Exoswords wouldn't have been better if it was just a retail set, you played sealed, and you got the prize pieces? Like, did we really need an additional Storyline OP booster set that had different rarity that made certain pieces almost impossible for people to get, but there's still just different versions of characters we already had? Yeah. Like, does anybody really think that's a better play experience? For anybody? Uh, no. And honestly, it's it's it was all sculpt reuse too. Yeah. Which fucking kills me again. Um, and it was also just another way to jam more swords into the set. And then it was well, you're getting an extra. You're getting a tarot now. You have these super limited tarot cards. That make you have to play in it just to get the tarot. Like, I get it. You're adding more rarity to a thing and whatever. But, like, you sh- all of that should have been packaged in the one X of Swords set. Hey, you're going to get, what was it, five figures? Yeah. You're going to get five figures. You're going to get a sword in every booster and a tarot card in every booster. Here you go. People will lost their fucking minds in a good way. They've been like, oh man, this is awesome. X of Swords, and I'm gonna I'm just controversial hot take coming up. X of Swords would have been the top selling hero click set of all time. If you said that every single booster is going to have a sword and a tarot card. Yeah. It would have been the highest selling set of all time. And you still could have done swords as participation if you yep. wanted. Or, you know, like, there's other things you could have done. And you but, could have yeah. still done your two different Muramasa blades yep. to have made it uh, accurate. And, yeah, like, honestly... I would have bought this shit out of that set. Oh, yeah. Even if you doubled up on the chases and stuff, too, or added the additional chases that we saw. Was there chases in the slop? I don't think there was, now that I'm speaking No, it's, it topped that. out as super rares. It was. All right, the so- super rares were, like, one per brick. Or, or not one per brick, but they were, like, they were, they were super rare. They were... They were chase level rarity. Yeah. I mean, even if you did something like that where you had, you know, like a I'm trying to think of super rares that doubled up. 
in each each set. But you had like a super rare A and a super rare B, and they were two different dials. Yeah. Well, know? I mean, that's just it. We had a magic, we had a magic, a common magic, an uncommon magic, and a super rare magic in the OP set. Like that was three magics, and I I never had the super rare magic from the op set i don't think so but mm-hmm. like similar sculptures similar like you had multiple gorgons you had multiple you had a wolverine in both sets and it's like mm-hmm. i get it but it's like if that had been lanterns people would have lost their minds because we don't get lanterns yes we get x-men we get so many x-men and then we got a double helping of x-men which is why war of light is still probably it's it's the best slop of all time and probably has to if you're talking top sets of all time it's got to be top five war of light has to be top five it gave us figures we're never going to see again it gave us the entities it was a fantastic set and it gave you value from common to super rare because weaponer of cord Mm -hmm. crushed everyone and he was a common <clears throat> yeah, that's and the other people travel that... from state to state to try and collect that thing too. Yep. Um, Exoswords OP boosters, you still had commons that felt like commons that you didn't like filler. Want. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, but anyway. Oh, cool. We I mean we had two different styles of fucking generics. Yeah, the priestesses and the savant, the, Svent, the, the vampires, yeah. vampires. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about Blue Beetle or no? Uh, we've got um, Doc sent one more question. It was, what is, oh God, I just had it up and it went away. I apologize. Okay. Oh, it's the Batman glass question? Yes. What's your favorite of the old Batman glasses? The correct answer is Two-Face and everyone's right. There's more, there's wrestling questions. I just figured let's talk about other well, stuff. Yeah, which 1997 McDonald's Batman yeah. Forever glass is your favorite? Two-Face. You went, you went Two-Face? Absolutely. I liked Riddler. Riddler's good. And I like the cane as his handle. I really <clears throat> like that. Mm. But Two-Face is, is, I just love the coin as the handle. I just, I think it's better. Mm. Batman's still, Batman is also good. And I don't own Robin and have no desire to own Robin because fuck it. I don't own a single one, unfortunately. I have all of them except for Robin. And when I say that, I got them in 1997 (laughs) and have owned them since 1997. Now I got to go on eBay here eventually and see what they go for. I don't know. Uh, And then Scott Hughes from Highlander asked boxers or briefs. I boxers do the mashup and boxer I'm an briefs. I'm an adult boxers. Boxer briefs. Want to talk about Blue Beetle? You don't, uh, we don't have to. We don't Blue have to Be- talk about Blue Beetle. I thought Blue Beetle was fantastic. I enjoyed it. Um, George Lopez stole the show, though. Yes. He was fantastic. Batman is a fascist. We all know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought it got a lot of hate that it shouldn't have got. I thought it was really good. Um, the comment I made is if this had been where the quote unquote Snyderverse had started, we would have been in much better shape. Like, it, you know, I put it on the level of the first Ant-Man movie. I think it's a good movie. I think it's just one of those things where 
it's at the end of a unpopular movie verse that yep. is getting killed. So it's like, man, but it, like it's a fun movie. It it pulls on the heartstrings of things I enjoy. Yeah. And and like I said, it brings up Dan Garrett. Nobody fucking talks about Dan Garrett. Mm-hmm. So whoever put that in there is either a fan or just gave enough of a shit to be like, let me look at the history of Blue Beetle. Because nobody fucking talks about Dan Garrett. Uh, let's put it this way. Blue Beetle was so good that James Gunn was like, you know what? We're going to keep that in going forward. So Blue Beetle is one of the only characters coming back for James Gunn's DCU. My only complaint. Omax should always have mohawks. That is yes. a rule. That is just a rule. But yeah, I thought like I thought it was great. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was like I don't have any any qualms about like oh it wasn't this. It was a it was a cool way of doing a kind of um what's the word I'm looking for here? I don't know. Oh fuck me. I, a legacy character? No, when you're uh, when you're telling somebody's uh, story. story. Thank you, origin. Okay. God damn, I am so sorry. I am just grasping for for words these days. But yeah, uh, the fact that every time he you know turned into the blue beetle, became naked, was funny. George Lopez flying around in a just beat up cars all the time. We got the it bug was, that made yep. me happy. Yep, we got the bug. Uh, Ted Cord apparently has like this fantastic mansion with a sweet like Batcave style like basement. Apparently, Ted Cord is still alive. Spoiler alerts. Nobody saw it anyways. Um, <laughs> and it was it was very culturally sound. Yeah, like it was just. I don't know. I can't say. And again, this isn't just me being a DC homer. Uh, I thought it was an actual. It was one of the stronger DC movies that's been out. Yeah. And quite I liked while. it better than Wonder Woman 84. Like, I realized I so, that after so the fact. I'm like, that's much better than Wonder Woman 84. Wonder Woman is the, probably the top movie. When it comes to the DCU. I don't remember if we talked about this. So I enjoyed Wonder Woman when I watched it. <clears throat> And then, like, I think I think it was after I saw 84, it was on TNT or something. I was watching part of mm-hmm. it, and I'm like, you know, I don't think this is that good. I think it was just so good by comparison. Yes. That it's like, oh, this is amazing. But when you start looking, it's like, this is some goofy shit. And she, like, falls in love with the first man she ever sees. I don't mm. know if it's actually that good. And, I mean, even at the time, I hated the third act i hated the way that the, the yeah so yeah. like that's where i'm like eh, eh. they did Aries dirty man well my whole thing that frustrated me because i don't think we were talking about this is that they were going with this very good message of like she's personifying the evil that men do and everyone's trying to tell her like no like people just do bad things sometimes. Like this is just mm-hmm. the way of the world. And there's that beautiful moment where she thinks she's killed Ares and she has to reckon with the very human 
reality of like people are still doing shitty things and i'm like man what a great powerful message that is and then they went just kidding aries is a dick me 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 like i'm just like fuck you they just took a shit like it's just shit on what would have been a beautiful story beat mm-hmm. and especially when they knew justice league was coming and they could have just had asshole cgi boy what the fuck dark sides bitch Steppenwolf. They could have just had Steppenwolf be the real, be the quote unquote real Ares. Cause he looks close enough to what they were showing of like the horns and shit. I'd be like, this is who we fought in the ancient times. And that ties everything together. Yeah. But no, instead it's, ah, yeah, I was just fucking with these guys. Like I made these, the, the, the evil world war one Germans that were pretending are Nazis, even though they're not, I made them do all this stuff. Ah, cool. So message i don't know um yeah and it, it just it it was right there that's what pisses me off like they had the right answer and then went no mm, no how about no scott um how about no <laughs> wrestling let's start let's wrestling because it's going to, the what I'm going to say is going to go right into the question. So Hell froze over, and Punk went back to um, New York, and then started pretending like it was his home. So William Holland said, so Punk is back in WWE. Do you think he learned? Did WWE learn? Can they make money together six months before there are major issues? Question mark? Um... I think Punk had always learned, and I think it was New York having to eat shit and actually want to play ball. And I think the whole, I think the whole him going to AEW was to basically show WWE one, I can still wrestle, two, I'm still a humongous fucking draw. Which he is. And he showed that with their numbers because their numbers were mm-hmm. fantastic with them there. Mm-hmm. And then it was just. OK, now I got to get out of this bad fucking situation. And let's sit down and talk. And what do you think on that? We'll do this step by step. Um, I think he I think he went into AEW honestly because of the Ring of Honor situation. Yes. Because when Ring of Honor was up for sale, New York was interested and was lobbying for it. And Punk pushed Tony to buy Ring of Honor and publicly said, Vince owns enough of my tapes. So I think that's a part that people are forgetting, too, is that Vince is gone. And that is part of this. Um, but also before you can you finish on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they they weren't gonna do anything else with Ring of Honor. They were just gonna shit can it. Yeah, it was just gonna go in the library and get put on the shelf. Like, they and then they're gonna, gonna fire all those people, and there'd be no Ring of Honor. Yeah. So pushing Tony, even though he's a complete fucking dipshit, and to buy Ring of Honor, there's still people working in Ring of Honor, while yeah. WWE would just liquidate five of them into NXT. Well, the yeah, Briscoes, it just would have been. The Briscoes would have been gone. Yeah. 
but at least now Ring of Honor can actually live. So go ahead. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> I will reiterate that I hope Punk is happy. I hope that he is in a good headspace. Um, I am happy for him. I can never believe in his character ever again, and I have no interest in watching him in New York because he's just another Flair. He's just another Hogan. He's just another old Ooh. wrestler looking for a payday. That's what we're going with, huh? The guy who said you can't get healthy the place that made you sick shows up on TV mm. and goes, I'm home. WWE was never his home. He was an indie guy. He was Ring yeah. of Honor was his home. When he said that, I go, okay, he's just playing ball. And you know what? If he's happy, good for him. But he is just in for me, and I'm only speaking for me, he has completely invalidated the voice of the voiceless, the rebel. He's not. He's just another guy looking for a payday. Good for him. Make your money. Let's let's not compare him to fucking at least Hogan and, and Flair. I'm just talking about in regards to wrestling. I'm not okay. talking about their personal lives. Well, no, not even I'm, that. Just like when, because when it came down to it, it, was like Hogan buried everybody. Yeah, yeah, Flair, yeah I guess Flair you. buried everybody. Flair didn't really bury people. That wasn't Flair's. Like for all of Flair's sins, <clears throat> Flair was never the guy that was like. Flair never did doesn't work for me, brother. Like that was a, that was a Hogan thing. Go, Hogan yeah. had the golden shovel. So Punk has never had that. And to be honest, I don't think he ever would. I think because he, he showed that in AEW, he lifted a lot of guys there yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not and wrestled with a lot of. Buddy. And of course, they were going to put the belt on him. Yeah. He's the biggest draw you have. He's the draw. Yeah, I know. But he he went. I mean. His first 10 matches were all guys who were jerking curtains and he was trying to show people these guys can fucking work. Yeah. No, he was. So I don't think. I don't think comparing him to Hogan and Flair is is fair in a sense. They're just the easy ones because in the regards of they like, I mean, fuck it. Flair's still on TV (laughs) trying to get a payday. Hogan would be if he could. That's all I'm saying. Yes. I mean, of course, he's in it for the money. But he's not. That was that was the only thing from that promo for it. Yeah, yeah, that's the only thing from that promo that I did believe. By the way, when he said, "I'm not here to make friends, I'm here to make money," that was the most believable thing he said the whole time. Absolutely. I still think, when it boils down to it, I think the Ring of Honor is always going to be his home. The Indies will always be his home. But like WWE was the place that gave him the opportunity to really step to the next level and bring some of those guys with him as well. Colt Cabana was there for a short time. Um, Gotta bring up fucking Colt Cabana. Gotta bring up Colt Cabana. Um, I mean, hell, Kofi Kingston. Like, those guys were tag team champions and rode on on the, uh, the road together and stuff. Like, does Kofi get some of the opportunities if he doesn't work with with Punk, maybe, maybe not. But, like, they got their first titles together. So, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Time will tell. Um, in six months, I think in six months, uh, there'll be no issues whatsoever. I hope so. I, hope so. Uh, I, don't, I think there'll I, be I'm not rooting issues. for him. Storyline shit. I hear you. I, I think that it'll get personal with Seth Rollins. 
and they'll it'll feel real, but it sure, won't sure, sure. be real. I gotcha. It won't be a buck situation where they're taking stabs at one another and you can't tell. So they might the try to they might try to work some of that. They might know, yeah. exact like Seth Rollins, the way he reacted when he showed up. It felt very much like a shoot. It felt like I could beat the shit out of Seth Rollins. He got held back by Michael Cole. He's a fucking. I'll say this, Seth. If you hear this, I'm sure you're a lovely person because Becky fucks you. So good for you. But as a man, fuck you. You're a fucking pussy. I mean, got shit. held back by Michael Cole. I mean, for for CM Punk to slam dunk on him and tell him, you know, you're not even the man in your. I mean, that's a that's a good one. Uh, I can't I think, wait for I can't wait for Roman to pin Punk at WrestleMania. Go on. I don't think Roman and Punk are going to face off at WrestleMania. I don't know. We'll see. Because I, I know think, the Rock thing. Nah, I think I saw somebody post up that night one. They think it could be uh, Jimmy and Sokoa, uh, Solo Sokoa yeah. versus The Rock. And Jay Uso. And then night two, you get your Cody and Roman. It's adorable. You think Cody's going to face Roman? Again, I still think that he's somewhere in that contract was probably, I'm going to main event a WrestleMania with Roman. He already did. He, really, <clears throat> he already main evented a, a WrestleMania with Roman. Nah. And I think Vince, that Vince signed that contract. Guess what? Nope. And I think oh, Seth, right now. Seth and CM Punk are your your other main event. I don't know. Seth and CM Punk seems like a waste to me, but I haven't. I'm not. I don't like Seth. Like, it's not like I hate him. I just don't like Seth. Um. So, I don't know. I think if they can start garnering some major heat after Royal Rumble that they could skyrocket that shit to be something people like people want to see it now. I think they can set it through the stratosphere because they both can work on the mic very well. I can't remember if we talked about this. <clears throat> um, it was, I realized now what it was because I listened to the wrestling news. So that's where like, I hear recaps from AEW mm. from New York, all that. Uh, when it was Cody and Shinsuke, and Cody's like, finishing my story doesn't involve you. I went, oh, that's just his gimmick now. It's not actually about putting the belt on him. That's just the hook he uses for promos. That's all it is now. Hmm. Also, somebody posted, or actually, no, it was WWE posted a video, which I thought was hilarious. And like, I just want to give Cody a hug and be like, oh, honey, what are you doing? So I guess at like a house show, somebody had a sign that said, Cody, be my best man. And like, so they're sh recording with Cody backstage afterwards. And he's like, so now I'm going to be this dude's best man. I don't even know his name. And I'm just like, Cody, stop, stop trying to make people love you. Like one person at a time. <laughs> this is getting out of control. <laughs> yeah. Like we, we loved you when you did the post, the post event with fucking Jay. Right. When you, uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, do you feel him? Do you feel him? <clears throat> like you had a son, man. What do you want to talk about? Um, but yeah, I just 
but yeah, I at this point too, because what is I think September is when he beats Hogan, Roman. Is it September? He beats. He be, he he beats another record in if he holds the belt till September. Is it Hogan? I think I think it's Hogan. So that's why I'm like Roman ain't dropping that fucking belt. They're going with it. I don't remember Roman Hogan having the belt that long. Jesus. Yeah, Christ. his his the, like he held it like the first three WrestleManias and then beforehand. Like because it was a different time, it was house shows. Mm. Um, yeah, his first reign was, or yes, I think it was his first reign was that long. Damn, I know Bruno had a long one. Bruno is the one that he like ten Roman years would have to, or something. Ridiculous. Roman would have to hold it to like twenty twenty eight to beat that record, yeah. which I think I if hope they they're not that crazy. Try to but, do that, like, yeah, people are gonna tap out. But no, I, it's because I'm in the Simpsons meme group, and that's how I see a lot, and it's really. It's starting to be funny to me because I see I'm starting to see the desperate. You know how you see fans that get desperate, not in a bad way, but just in a they don't believe it's going to happen. So they're trying to convince themselves. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to see that with Cody at WrestleMania and Roman where it's just like, no, no, but he's really he's going to do it. Like, no, I just he's not. He's just not like this is the this is Vince and Paul's last stab at him. Because he broke that fucking throne. Mm. He shouldn't have broke that fucking throne. Let's not forget. I know we all want to pretend like Hunter's a really good guy now. And I'm sure he's not a bad guy. But he, but when video games were reviewing one of the fucking SmackDown whatever games, they weren't allowed to show Hunter losing. So Hunter takes this shit seriously. Maybe a little mm. too seriously. Maybe. That was something Nash did, and it made me laugh because he actually followed up on it too. That he and he was just telling the story about when it was supposed to be him and Punk in whatever the you know the summer of Punk when he was going to face Diesel, and he said like offhandedly that Punk rubbed Hunter bad enough the wrong way that Hunter looked at Nash like, "Sorry, I got to pull you out of this. I got to beat this fucking guy." <laughs> so again, like I said, like oh, we'll all make money, but you know, Hunter doesn't forget. <clears throat> what the fuck is up with Tony Khan on Twitter? Whew. My man. I don't know. I don't live on Twitter. I don't go to Twitter <clears> anymore. <throat> and I think a lot of people would be better off Twitter. I actually watched, so the last season of Letterkenny came out. And um, I watched it and I enjoyed it very much. And there was a comment where there was a little sequence exchange where uh, Squirrely Dan said something about like, oh yeah, you know, when everything shut down there, I uh, I got a little crazy, started shouting a lot on Twitter, and then uh, uh, Wayne goes, yeah, I hope some people learn to stop doing that, and I think that there's a lot of people who just shout really loud on Twitter and probably shouldn't, should just go touch grass, get outside, do something else, because it's just not fucking worth it. And when you're when you're in Gorilla, running a fucking show. And people are seeing you on your phone, looking on Twitter to see how people are reacting to your show. Maybe someone should take your fucking phone away from you. That's all, <laughs> I'm saying. all right. So I'll give you the rundown. I got it up on my phone right now. Hold on. And just because you're going to do it just to preface this. This is not the first time that this has happened with Tony. This won't no. be the last time that this has happened with Tony. This <clears> is just <throat> what's happening with Tony now. Go on. No, he lives and dies by having a cocaine fueled rant on he doesn't use coke he he ate dude adderall um he doesn't sniff enough for coke 
Um, he's also too much of a nerd. He doesn't use Coke. This is what happens when you give a fucking fan everything they wanted because he's still acting like a fan that's running an EFED. Like cocaine. Don't I'm saying he's not using like listen again. There's enough to criticize him for without giving him things that he's not doing. Cocaine. Right. He's not <laughs> so, doing cocaine. Go ahead. So um there was a post on uh Twitter, because I'm not gonna call it X. It's, it's always Twitter. going to be Twitter. Yeah, fuck uh, Elon. Raj Geary. Hold on. Elon, if you want to pay us each a million dollars, I'll start calling it X. Go ahead. I'll call it X. Absolutely. Um, Jinder Mahal and Seth Rollins had a verbal back and forth on Raw. On, on Raw. On yeah, Raw. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Person on Twitter posted out, these guys have history. Seth Rollins defeated him in the finals to become the first NXT champion. Okay. <clears throat> They're going to be having a heavyweight championship match next week on the 15th on Raw. Okay, right. cool. Jinder yeah, Mahal right. needs a push. He's sure. been around for a while. Whatever. He's a big dude. I just thought of it too, by the way, because he used to be in that team with uh, Drew. It'd be kind of fun for them to get back together. The three-man band? Yeah. It was like, him, don't call it that. Drew, and uh, Slater. Yeah, three MB is what it was called. Yeah, but it's just funny for, the, especially because him and Drew are both such big motherfuckers now. Comparatively, yeah, they were tiny you know, back then. But anyway, go ahead. So, uh, the <laughs> response included a question about the cage match rating, cage match ratings, seemingly taking a dig at AEW president Tony Khan. Who often he highlights him some cage the match. high cage match dot net scores? For those yes. that don't know, because I don't even go to this fucking site, but I listen to podcasts, so I hear about it. Cage match is a fairly recent site mm. where fans can go and vote on match <laughs> on what they think matches are. They can rate matches that they think. And Tony recently, I think during the scrum, said if you look at um, because I'm saying this because I think of how ridiculous it is. Mm-hmm. If you look at the top matches of 2023, um, they were, a lot of them were AEW matches, and they had 100 votes. He has a show that is reg- that has had over 1 million viewers, and he thinks that have 100 votes on a fan site is a big deal. Yeah, go ahead. But again, this is also a a site that people can vote on that isn't just Dave Meltzer blowing smoke up people's asses. Oh yeah, fuck Meltzer so, too. I just it's that's like, that's all it is. It's a bullshit way to, to rate something. It's rotten tomatoes for wrestling, but it's much newer and so there's not as many people on it. Yes. Yeah. Um the USA network responded to the post simply asking what was the cage match ratings? Like just asking like what the hell were they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This response blew up within the internet wrestling community as fans both commended and criticized the account's zero chill remark. Tony Khan then takes a shot at Jinder Mahal and WWE booking. Tony Khan posts a double standard at 730-hook. So he brings up hook. Okay. 28 and one career record on winning streak calls out the champ 
a logical challenge sparks online outrage. Jinder has literally lost every single match he's in for the past year, immediately gets a title shot. Where is the rage? Tony, 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 Tony. And then he keeps tweeting. Yeah, he does. Says a moral victory for USA is one win more than the world title challenger Jinder Mahal has in the past <laughs> 364 okay. days. Listen, that's funny. It, because that's it's at been least literally funny. A full year since he has won a match. You really <laughs> put AEW in our place, getting Jinder Mahal in a big match on your t- TV show. Do it more often. <clears throat> Oh, Tony, he shouldn't be doing it, but at least it's funny. <laughs> I mean, so uh, Jinder Mahal reacts, former WWE champion, replied. Tony got his tweet about, uh, what did he say? Khan is, it? oh, no, not a pop-up. Give me a second, it popped up. and This is so important. Everyone's just waiting with bated hey, breath. People ask the question. No, Sparky asks, what the fuck's up with Tony Khan? You're reading Jinder Mahal tweets. Nobody cares. Yeah, I'm trying to Nobody see. Nobody cares about Jinder. <laughs> Call the WWE hero. Uh, Tony Khan also then said, I have a message for them. See you tonight at a special Tuesday night AEW event. Uh, commercial free. He called... The uh, called the uh, WWE uh, executives a bunch of bald-headed assholes. So Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Yeah, he's done that before. That was another one of his tirades he went on where it's just like, whoa. Yeah, so it's just been a slippery slope downhill. No, this, this is why I brought up earlier, Tony's never had a real job. So like, there are very real problems with AEW booking. There are things he should do differently. But everything's great. If you don't tell him that, then he just doesn't know how to handle it. Like, he's someone that can't handle constructive criticism, let oh, yeah. alone anything else. And then he lives on Twitter because people like and re- retweet his shit, and he thinks that matters. And it's like, Tony, you ha- are dealing with millions of dollars and thousands of people buying tickets and around but anywhere between 700 and a million people watching dynamite each week maybe just focus on that right you would, like again all of vince's many many failings vince would not be picking fights with networks on twitter Yeah, that and that's that's the part that kills me too. It's not even like he's going after the WWE or their social media page. He's talking shit to the USA Network, which How is bad also is just that for business. Like if you, it's ever also just there's it, it's also their social media page, but it's just like, dude, what are you doing? Like, just whatever. Which I'm I'm curious if something else happened because uh, uh, Samoa. By the way, fun fact. The champion at both companies right now is Samoa Joe. Because Roman's real name is Joe and he's Samoan. Um, 
<laughs> so you have a Samoa Joe on one and a Samoa Joe on the other. But Joe Why, did MGF drop the belt? Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. 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 Oh, so Joe choked him out. Um, and then they revealed Adam Cole's the devil and the devil's rejects are all uh, the kingdom and Wardlow. So it's Taven Bennett, um, um, Roddy and Wardlow. And then Cole was the devil. I so felt like was... I saw what's his face there. Uh, Cesaro. Nope. That's nope. Claudio and he's not involved whatsoever. Um, yeah, I know. I know it's Claudio. I thought I, I don't know. It no. looked like him. it was a ball headed dude to look like him. Yeah, it's uh, Bennett. That's, there you that's, go. Uh, Bennett. Um, so Joe came out and cut a promo, and he's he was saying how new challenge, you know, whatever, new champion, new challenger, champion challenger, whatever. And he goes, You don't come out here and cry about your situation, you don't go on Twitter, and make your ho ass comments, and that got a pop from the crowd, and then he kept going. I'm like, Did something else happen? Like, what the fuck? You don't people live on Twitter one. too much. <laughs> Um, Joe Easton, Young Bucks as Sting's final opponents? Question mark, question mark, question mark. It is the shittiest fucking thing. This is probably the... Probably the worst thing I've seen the Bucks do. Period. To be... I mean, running Punk out of the company was pretty bad. Go ahead. I'm Yeah. I mean, to insert yourself into something like this to, to where your Sting's final opponent is, I mean, the ego to insert yourself like that is, because we all know this probably isn't Sting's idea. And if it is, Sting needs to go be checked for a concussion. <laughs> But it just it makes no sense. Yeah. There's no storyline for it. The Darby Sting match would have been what everyone wanted to see. I think it I it's fucking bad. And the the Bucks have just been off TV for a month and a half. Mm-hmm. And like they literally come out to interrupt Sting saying who his opponent was gonna be. And like they've shaved now, and like they have must like, and I, I honestly had the thought, and this is how I felt a couple times, like, so from full gear until you know now, Bucks were off to beat TV completely. Mm-hmm. Kenny was only part time, and then had the dietriculitis thing, so like then he's off, and I hope he gets. I have no personal ill will to Kenny. I hope he gets. That better. shit sucks, by the way. Yeah. Um and hang that's what barely... Brock that's what Brock had. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. lost like a foot of intestine. Yeah. Um and then Hangman's barely been on, but Hangman was back last night. And I was just like, Man, it's been so nice not having them on TV. <laughs> and then when I just hear super kick part, I'm like, Oh god, why? Just who cares? Nobody cares. Like, can we get a real tag team? FTR versus Sting and Darby would have been a fucking banger. That would have been an amazing fucking send off. Like, no, we got to have the Bucks come out and just stand there like fucking idiots. I don't like the Bucks. Um, And there's a thing I actually liked them back when they were in like New Japan and everything. I really enjoyed watching the Bullet Club and Hangman and all those guys back then. 
And when AEW came around, I was excited for it. And then it just showed their true colors more and more. And I was like, wow, this is bad. So two things. One, uh, Hangman's let his beard get a little bushy and like his mustache get bushy. And it made me laugh. So I'm like, you look like Magnum TA now because he's got that big old mustache. <laughs> he still has a beard, but yeah, that big old mustache. Um, the other thing is a couple years ago, they somebody put up, might have been Tony. I can't remember. I think it was after Tony bought Ring of Honor, so he owned it. They put the original all in up on YouTube for free, the whole thing. So I was like, oh, let me watch this because I never watched like, I've seen parts of it, but I haven't watched mm-hmm. it. And um, I told Gil that I would have had very different feelings about AEW if I had watched this because Hangman's match involved a pre-match angle that had been building supposedly where he killed Joey Ryan. Okay. Um, with a telephone. And then when he won his match, cause I think he was, he fought Joey Janela. Um, <laughs> A bunch of guys in penis costumes, like inflatable penis costumes. Yes, I remember that. Came out and carried him away with like druid music. And I'm like, this is the dumbest fucking shit I've ever seen. What the fuck? The other thing that I love now, this is this is me just shitting on the bucks, but fuck it. They make a lot of money and I don't. They can take it. Um, They love to talk about how, you know. And their fans love to talk about how, like, they founded AEW. AEW wouldn't have happened without them. Well, um, the one, the one of the Bucks' wives just got released or fired or quit or whatever. Yeah, something. And somebody asked, was talking about it because a couple of people were leaving the company. And Tony very publicly said how, you know, when he was starting the company and starting to make this dream a reality, she had to convince the Bucks to take his call which clearly says this was happening with or without them. Mm-hmm. And they were just the ones that got involved. They so were the face we... of it because no one knows who Tony Khan is. Right. And they still shouldn't. But um, I just want to put that to rest. I don't want anyone to ever bring up how like it's their company. It's not. It's just no. not. They're wrestlers. And they there will be a day. Well, maybe not. If the company lasts long enough, there will be a day when there will be no bucks. There will be no Kenny, there'll be no Hangman, and they'll still be going. I have a feeling that it'll be no uh, Kenny very soon. Yeah, I mean, I others have pointed out, and I was feeling similarly from the way he was talking that like his his clock was ticking down, and I was surprised mm-hmm. he came back, and like maybe he shouldn't have, but it's his body, it's his career, like. But yeah, he just he didn't heal like he worked a long time with a lot of injuries Mm -hmm. and he did not have enough time off and Mm -hmm. shit catches up. You only got so many uh, stabs on your bump card and then you're fucking done. So I will say when Will Osprey decides to come on full time. I will actually go back to watching AEW because I really enjoy yeah. Will Osprey. When I first, when Jericho made the jump to New Japan for his first appearance there as what was he, the pain, the, the pain, pain maker, pain maker. Yeah. yeah, I watched that uh, that fucking Wrestle Kingdom. Okay, and my takeaway was it was. 
Will Ospreay is the real fucking deal. And at the time, I really enjoyed uh, the villain, Marty Skrull, mm-hmm. until I found out that he's a big scumbag, too. Um, and disappointed that a major company hasn't signed Flip Gordon yet. Because that's another dude who is athletic as all hell. He gets wrestling. And he should be doing something uh, bigger with a bigger company. But he's happy. I think he's down in Mexico wrestling. Yeah. He actually responds to like messages and stuff that I put up because he's actually from Connecticut. So I made a comment about he said like he was like he did one of those like goofy like a bunch of hats in front of him like where am I going? And I was like, bro, we miss you up here in New England because he wrestled for a company up here called NEW Northeast Wrestling, which Mm -hmm. is out of Massachusetts. And he was fantastic up here. Uh, And he ended up I think he's down in Mexico. And he's like, I'm really happy where I am. Things are working out. So hopefully I get to come back up soon. So. <clears throat> and yeah. then. No. And now we've got the big question. January 27th. We've got ourselves the Royal Rumble. It's my favorite pay-per-view of all time. Mm-hmm. Who do you think wins the women's Royal Rumble? I don't Who care. do you think wins you misogynistic piece of shit? I just it's I don't know. I'm so I don't know. I don't know. I have no fucking clues. So that's where I'm like, I don't care. Mm, and who do you think wins the men Royal Rumble? I don't care. And then give it could be punk. Know. I think it'll be punk. And then he loses to Roman at WrestleMania. <clears throat> he has. He has come out and already put his name in for it. Yep, so is Cody. And somebody else has to... Can't remember who. So, <clears throat> I feel like we have to do some sort of a joint giveaway. Where if somebody can predict one guest appearance and predict one winner, we toss them like some we toss them with some swag. What do you think? You you could do that. I got enough other shit I'm giving away. <laughs> you want to fucking try and get people to watch the rumble? You go ahead and you do that out of your pocket. I think we should do a fucking. I, hey, my thing was we should do a live stream doing it. Yeah, you gotta pay me to do that. It's on a give, some, up, give up five hours of my fucking life watching that shit. It's only on a Saturday. I play clicks on a Saturday. <laughs> And we only have to tune in to when it's like a time for the Rumble match. Yeah, but now they do it most of the time where it's like, I fucking Um, like they'll do one at like eight and then they have a couple matches and they'll do another at ten. You gonna turn it to a pumpkin? Eight, I would be playing clicks still. Must be nice to just be able to play clicks whenever you want. Yeah, I might not be playing clicks that night. Who knows? We'll see. I mean, shit. We we could all we could each be getting a foot of snow by then too. Yeah, who knows? I got all wheel drive in the van. <clears throat> good. All right, so give me 
a guest? Who do you think is going to show up as a guest appearance in either match? Andrade. I think Andrade is going to make his big surprise return. What the fuck was his name up there? Was it Andrade? Andrade. Okay. Well, they never let you keep your name anymore, so I didn't know. Andrade would be cool. Damn. Yeah, I think it'll be Andrade. Um, it would be really funny if they had Wendy Richter show up in the Women's Royal Rumble. That'd be cool as shit. But do you know why it'd be especially funny? After World's End, they do the media scrum, and Tony Storm's the women's champion. Mm-hmm. And so, so someone asked her, like, well, there's a lot of free agents out there right now. You know, is there anyone that you kind of would really like to challenge? And she goes, yes. She goes, and Anthony, because she's doing the whole crazy gimmick. Anthony may get mad at me for saying this, but and she stands up and goes, Wendy Richter, I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> and then last night, she brought up Wendy Richter again. So it would be especially funny for Wendy Richter to just show up real quick in the Women's Royal Rumble. <laughs> and it gets her a payday. Wendy, good for Wendy. Get a payday. See, I'm at the point now, too, where, like, <clears throat> obviously Jade Cardgill. Is going to be in the Royal Rumble. I still don't think she's going to. But go ahead. I think she is. We're going to find out one way or the other. I don't other. think she's going to win. But like, there's no <laughs> women's wrestlers that are going to surprise me if they show up. I know. That's that's you what, what I mean? mean. There's there's not like for that level. There's not that many women's wrestlers. So when you're saying we're going to have a 30 woman Rumble, like. <clears throat> Your surprise guests have to be the same ones every couple of years because you only got so many. I mean, and though there's a couple, they'll put, bring up a couple of the NXT girls, mm. even though they never go, go anywhere. I'd like sure. to see them do the Forbidden Door again because they had uh, what's her face, Mickey, come over from TNA as their champion. What's oh man, it'd be cool if they had like Awesome Kong. Is she back again? I don't know, but it'd be cool if she showed I up. I think she's. I think she's done. I miss who's Awesome the, Kong. Who's the other one there? Um, they could o- have Trinity. O- they could O-D-B. have Trinity. Oh, you're like 15 years out of date, bro. Have ODB show up? She'd be cool. They could have, they could have Trinity show up. Yeah. What's the, the other impact uh, with the Knockouts Championship? Who's the other one there? Uh, Jordan Grace. Yeah. That'd be cool if she showed up. She's a she's fucking jacked. She is. She's good for her. She's too jacked for me. I saw her on this journey, and I was like, good for you, girl. And then I'm like, damn, girl. Oh, like, she's you are a fucking houses. beast. Yeah, oh, yeah. she's a beast. And you hear her talk, and you're like, nope. Uh, it's, just, it's just like China. Your, your voice doesn't match. Yeah, I mean, she's, remember she's the first time China wrestler. Remember the first time China talked, yep. and you're like, "Oh, mm-hmm. hey, girl." So I'm gonna say Jordan Grace. <clears throat> I'd like to see her show up for the women's men's side. Oh man, I really want to see. Like Carlito has already been bouncing around, so and he's he might, in NXT, he's in NXT now. So I'm happy to see him back. I'm trying to think of like a really cool fucking person to come back. See, that's my other problem with New York right now. 
Like, I mean, mind you, I wasn't watching, so it's not like I'm worn out on them, but it just feels like everyone else is. Everyone's been there for like 15 years without a break. Like Seamus has been there for like 15 years. Yeah. Kofi has been there for 15 years. Like they just got rid of fucking Ziggler, but he'd been there for, you know, 20 years. And it's just like, how can I miss you if you don't go away? And that goes back to the Young Bucks point. Like Young Bucks should have stayed gone. This is why nobody likes, this is why people turn on him because just like Jericho, who also needs to go away, Forever. They just are there, they're there, they're there, and it just wears out. And I mean, AEW hasn't even existed for you know what four years, but then you're talking about Kofi, um, fucking Xavier Woods, even though he's you know he's at least had a couple injuries, but still, mm. like these guys have just been there. You but I'm thinking of like, up. that's my thing, is I'm thinking of like a guy who hasn't been there before, like somebody who's kind of like. Be bopping around free agents. Joey Janela. If Joey Janela showed up, I'd I'd die from laughter. I'd start laughing so hard that I literally died with his fucking tights falling off his ass because they don't fit right. Stumbling around trying to set his fucking shoe on fire like an idiot. It'd be hilarious. Uh, Yeah, anyone but Joey. (laughs) Joey Ryan it is. Oh, um, no, he'll no fit Joey's. right in there with Vince. He'll fit no in right Joey's. in there with Vince. No Joey's. Uh, you know who would be really cool to show up? Because nobody would ever think that he would ever come over. Abyss. Abyss is already working in the office. At WWE? Yeah. He's but been he in hasn't, the office for years. But he hasn't shown up as Abyss. Yeah, they're probably point. not gonna. That'd be awesome, though. Monty he's Brown. A, he's a goofy looking motherfucker. Cause there's pictures of him and like Hunter, like oh, in God. NXT and stuff, like in suit, in suits. It's just like he's goofy looking motherfucker. <laughs> Who else? Who else? Matt Cardona. Give me the fucking king of the death match as Matt Cardona. <sighs> yeah, don't I don't know. Bring him back as I don't know what's going on with him. Cause like you cause his wife's there, so you would have thought he was gonna come back and he just has not shown any interest. He's having fun. Yeah. Good for Again, good for him. I want people to make money and, you know, have good lives. It's again, it's just like Keith Lee. Keith mm. Lee had another situation where he couldn't. They had to change up this match because he couldn't make it. I'm like, whatever. Like, stay he, healthy. Get yeah. paid. I don't care anymore. Like, and it's he just not worth your life. Such a future, too. Yeah. I thought but it's just. Was- Ugh. But that's that's how it goes sometimes, you know what I mean? That's why it's like you can, like the weird thing for me coming back from an attitude era watcher is this like diehard tribalism that's, a, that's come up where it's like not everyone's going to make it. Not everyone's going to hold the world title and that's okay. Like some guys are really good in the mid card and like that's mm-hmm. where they should be and give them money and let them do their shit. But, but like, that, just uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just, I was rambling to wrap up. It's not nothing special. No, no, no. I, I was gonna say like that's where like the IC belt needs to be utilized. Is in the mid card. It should know, be. Like, that's where they're building up Gunther to like fucking be a king killer or whatever. Like because he's held it forever. Mm-hmm. But do you remember like, the days when like Steve Austin was like the IC champion? 
that was my hot that was the hot time like i watched when he yeah. threw the belt into the fucking water because he the rock like that yeah. was that was when it was great and even still like when it was rock and hunter those were really good but it's again it's it's these wrestling shows that don't want to be wrestling shows they don't want to have wrestling on them mm-hmm. wrestling's the annoyance in between promos like and that's why it's like cool like if you like that good for you that's not that's why i can't watch some things because it's just like no i, I want to watch a wrestling show that's what i enjoy that's what drew me in back in the day i was thinking about yeah. it earlier like fucking bret hart loses at wrestlemania comes back you know in the fall and goes i want to face the best wrestler in the wwf today stone cold steve austin and stone cold goes i want to kick bret hart's ass because i'm better than him that's what i want it's that simple and like it, you know, it, it's a backhanded slap to Shawn Michaels to set up for the rematch they were supposed to have at WrestleMania that he comes back and says the best wrestler is not the world champion. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not hard. You just have to actually, you know, pay attention and know how to fucking book and have a plan. And covet something besides the world champ. They shouldn't have two world championships. No. Like, Especially because, like, like, because this is this is what makes me laugh. And this is how short people's memories are. Seth beat Cody to be, win that fucking title, mm-hmm. and now people are like, "Well, maybe Cody will beat Seth to finish the story." And it's like, no, because if they were gonna do that, they would have had him beat Seth. He has to win the world title, mm-hmm. which he's never gonna fucking win. <laughs> but that also if, discredits if the IC con- title. I know, but if Cody's contract expires and he leaves not having won that title, I'm a laugh. I'm a laugh so hard. I mean, he's already won. He got out of AEW and the thing fucking tanked. So he can be like, I told you so. It's cold comfort. Yeah. But again, having two world championships just shits on the IC title. Well, but especially when they already unified, like it's one of those things where it's like you already unified them. And then my favorite part of that whole thing, even though he's gotten away from it, was when they give when they gave Roman a new belt and he kept carrying the other two too. Yep, because <laughs> that was him just being like, I don't care, I'll have three belts. Fuck you. I got three. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> Fuck it. Oh, it was hilarious. But no, it's just and eh. I don't know. but that's why it's like you know like i just wish there was a wrestling i want to watch wrestling and nobody nobody in america does it like i'm like i'm almost like i need to start watching new japan i guess maybe then i'll actually see some fucking wrestling new japan's but again my frustration there because someone has offered me a login i can't get it on my xbox and i don't have a smart tv so it's like i gotta watch it on my fucking tablet or some shit no i want to like worth it watch it on my tv worth it no because that's what i did for a long time with ring of honor and it just becomes too much of a hassle i don't know new, new japan is it, that's one of my bucket list things i want to go to japan and i want to see a baseball game because they do baseball yeah, next yeah. level and yeah, i want to yeah. go see wrestling like, because it's just there. Those are the two top things there. Yeah, it'd be cool. I got to get a house first. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. 
before I started thinking about going to fucking Japan and being a giant that's uncomfortable with everything. It's the motherfucker's point to be like, Andre, like, no. No, 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 no. But comparatively, yes. No, trust me, it's it's gonna be a very long ways before I make it there as well. But is what it is. Uh what else we got? So we can wrap this three hours up. That's it. Like there was a couple things I said that we don't <clears throat> need to talk about it because it's the time has passed. We've gotten all the questions. Mm-hmm. We're good. Uh, we will be spoilers. We're gonna be dropping a, a Patreon, a dual Patreon event for both Clicks Nexus and Dishing Up Clicks. <clears throat> it's gonna be entitled What Kind of Asshole Are You? <laughs> yep, that's what we're calling it. <laughs> and we are gonna go on a journey to talk about a journey. dice a journey talking about dice rolling. We're gonna talk about what kind of an asshole are you and what kind of way do you roll your dice. And hell, we'll maybe even throw out a nice tier list of asshole rankings. On dice <laughs> rankings. So better an asshole than a whole ass. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> for those that aren't Patreons, go check out the show notes. You can check out uh, Clicks Nexuses. You can check out additional Clickses. Uh, we also have stores where we do t-shirts. I got to put up a whole bunch of different more designs. We need to collaborate on an Inner Circle Jerks t-shirt eventually. Probably. Also, because um, this is going to be coming out probably... I'm probably going to drop it Monday. Um I am going to give everybody pretty much till the end of the month. I'll put up a post showing it to become Nexus patrons at the $10 or higher level. You get stickers, but also I'm going to be doing a draft of sorts of the wheels of vengeance brick that Whisket sent me. So I did a poll, some people asked, so what we're going to do. So if you're missing anything, um, if you become a patron, I'm going to, do a list you're going to draft one high high big whatever figure probably a super rare maybe a couple like black hearts in there so maybe <clears> a black card is an <throat> option everybody will draft it and then i'll just basically take all the other figures and make bundles with everybody like themed or you know whatever so everybody's getting something and i'll send it out um i want it to ten dollar higher just because i gotta pay for shipping so there so that's know. happening and if we can get uh I got some Scott Porters and some uh, Guardian calendar to give away. So go become a patron. Like, let's get to 50 so I can give this shit away. Like, you know, I'm not asking for that. You can just be a $2 patron. You can be a $2 patron of Nexus and you get a black shirt Scott Porter. I don't care. That's fine. Just go sign up. Well, hot damn. What yeah. was your uh, what was your big pull from the Wheels of Vengeance? Uh, sir, uh, the, the surf it, Go Surfer, oh. which I'm keeping. By the way, <laughs> that's not in there. I'm allowed to do that. Still giving away a bunch of other shit. I threw in a couple other super rares. Like, there's a lot of stuff to draft. But we're that's always we're always giving shit away. Yeah, if I get if I keep getting unboxings from WizKids, that's my plan going forward. Is that's what people seem to want. So that's what I'll do the unboxing video. People see what's in it, and then we'll. And I always have other stuff too. So like, I always have kind of least to make it worth people worth people's time and shit. So. Yep, that's what we're going to do. Same thing as me. I like to do my unboxings live. And yeah, if I've got shit to give away, I'll do drafts 
uh, last time I gave away some stuff to people who just watched the video. Next time, if uh, WizKids graces me with an unboxing, we're going to swag out just all the patrons. So it does pay uh, to be Patreon members uh, of both of us. When we can do cool stuff with it, we will. A lot of the uh, the overhead we do is paying for like the Spotify subscriptions and uh, he does it to maintain Clicks Nexus itself. Uh, and I usually take uh, my stuff and put it back into the community. We donated to a couple of uh, GoFundMes with the Patreon monies and stuff like that. So uh, and we also, appreciate it. But we're also coming up. I know we both have plans for the free comic book day Harley. So if you don't have a mm-hmm. store, though, Patreon's a way that you'll have access to that figure because it yep. does cost us money, but that's one of those easy things that we're willing to help people out with and not, you know, we're not going to be like, pay us $30 for this free figure. Nope. No, no, no. I'm going to go out and say it right now. If you are one of my patrons, you will be getting a Harley Quinn uh, free comic book day at no charge. I will take the the money. Bold there. move, Cotton. Bold nope. move. Yeah, no charge. Uh, I've already got your guys' shipping addresses already logged, so don't think that uh, you can. I mean, if you want to move by then, you can dodge me that way. But no, I will make sure we'll take the Patreon monies that I've got put away uh, to purchase half of the uh, the Harley Quinn bundle. Because what is it? It's like you get We don't we don't spread that information. That's not no, it's 60, 60, yeah, uh, case essentially 60 Harleys. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's uh, it's not cheap. So, but and it's take care for for those that don't know. This is actually more. This is more figures than um, Spider-Man, which was the last one. And the cost went up. So, mm hmm. And we both got the Spider-Mans, which is why I tried to get with this guy and be like, hey, you want to split this instead of us both getting these? Because we have, I still have Spider-Man. So do I. So do I. Holy, which I tried. To anyone who's traded or bought from me in the last year or so knows that because I pretty much throw one in every time and be like, here you go. Here you go. It helps. It helps put everything in there nice and neat. And <laughs> it's like packaging, but with another yeah. figure for you. Yeah, like a Pop-Tarts box. Oh, or can go get some fucking boxes. Yeah, anyway, go get your shine box. (laughs) All right, it's getting late. This might be our long. I think this is our longest one. This is up there. It's getting late, and we're getting punchy now towards the end. So yeah, anything to uh, anything to add? Um, I'm just a gigolo with nobody to care about me. Um, I'm so sad and lonely, sad and lonely. Okay, so as always, thank you to Enemy the Illist for for uh, being the the music for our show. Go give him a follow and uh and check out his music. It's in the show notes. Uh, Joe, our Patreons you... are in the show notes. Uh, yeah, Aries email is in the show notes. If you want to send him a question rather than posting on our shit. Um, our link trees are in the show notes that goes to our only fans and whatnot. Um, 
<laughs> where it's just us talking about this, but you can see our b-holes. <laughs> Man, if I could sell my butthole pictures on TikTok, I would. Heartbeat. Yeah, Heartbeat. fuck it. Fuck it. I'd roll the dice out of my butt. <laughs> oh, we gotta add that to the tier list for the Patreon. Yep, yep. that's S tier, definitely. How? It's ass tier. <laughs> Oh, say goodbye, Aries. All righty, guys, we're out of here. Just remember, some things in life do cost money, but it costs you nothing to shut the fuck up. Do good. But I'm passionately moving sonic Slashing me the level like attack a beat So every time they rap with me I got them stepping back like Luka Doncic Foot is on the pedal I've been creeping About to drop a bomb Choking up the devil Like a bee beside the octagon